from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, cancel all my plans. We finally got foldered. I mean, uh, grouped. Screw touching grace. I sliced base. I want more games just to make more folders. folders for games you're planning on buying that's what i wish that's just a wish list wish list folder but i want to make a folder for them. that it would automatically be populated once you bought the game that would be kind of cool you want to know what's really annoying about the eShop? about the nintendo eShop? you can't buy multiple games at once what the fuck guys you could do that on playstation 3 you can make a cart ever heard that's of true. a cart nintendo a virtual cart you know you can do it on amazon mario kart you can do it on multiple things let me buy more than one game at once come on fuck I always thought that was incredibly annoying. they would call it like a basket or nintendo cube or something i'm sure that you would just to be different it must have been really annoying for you john when you bought like a whole bunch of like games on sale and you just have to like click again it and, and again click and again it and yeah. click it wouldn't it be cool if you just put it in a thing and tally it all up and you just hit one thing and it's like did it there it is I miss those days. I maybe they. I don't know if they do that on PlayStation Four or Five, but Three did, and it was cool. You could put everything in a cart. I've never once. needed to download that many games at once. Where I really thought about that, where I was like, "Huh, I wish I could just raise this <laughs> fucking shot." I don't know if you're getting like uh, ones on sale, uh, you know, and you want to get like three at a time. It'd be much easier to just put them in a thing and just instead of like going, you know, I've I've done that before, mm-hmm. where I bought more than one at one time. And you can also keep cheap, a cart you know? ready to go for later. Yeah, if you're like this Thursday, I get paid. I want to buy f- these four games, and then when your check clears or whatever, you can just click a button. Yeah. See, this is why Nintendo doesn't give us nice things because every time we get something, we just keep <laughs> asking for more. They always do it wrong. Always do it They're wrong. They're giving like really, really mediocre things that should be like in the you know first round, like uh, right, Bluetooth true. audio <laughs> and like uh, folders. Hey, dude, uh, their features because they were held off for so long. PlayStation Four doesn't have folders. That's all I'm saying. They don't. They don't got fucking folders. They don't need folders. They got the cloud. Well, so does Nintendo, sort of. I know. I don't even. I actually don't really know what they got. Anyway, we are your hosts. I'm Trey. Played through all of the carts, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Eight bit Dover time, Mikowski. I'm John. Forty two folders knitter. Oh, you made two more. You, I did. you have like forty, or you must be putting like one game in each folder. It's like this folder is Hitman folder. You have a folder for every year you're wandering in the desert. I got a. <laughs> I have a system to mine, and we'll get. I mean, we'll get to it. I mean, we might as we could get to it now. Uh, my system is I won't make a folder for anything that has like less than six games because that's dumb. I don't want to make a folder that only has like two games in it. That just seems silly to me. I mean, maybe you're doing that. I mean, everybody's got their own. Rules. I have a couple of them. So are we, are we talking about the folders now? Yeah, why don't, why don't we talk about okay. the big Let's news? Jump into it, this is the big news. The big news of Nintendo, I mean, aside from the new Mario Kart uh, tracks, which we're also going to talk about. But holy shit, man, we finally got folders, or groups as they're wow. called. 
on the Nintendo Switch for the 14.0 update. It's like um, the first day of school when you had all the fresh school supplies and you're like, ooh, I got these nice folders. <laughs> and then like about a weekend, you've lost like two of them and you're cramming all your assignments into one single folder. And they're all disorganized. <laughs> That's how I feel about this. But, I, f- you know, I feel, I mean, that. I feel more like I've been at school for a long time and I have a whole lot of papers and a, I don't know, torn up like Aldi sack that I've been carrying around. And Nintendo finally like, gifted me some nice paper folders for me to you ain't paying no to put them in 20, there <laughs> 25 cents for all these sack you're, you're reusing that stuff i get it yeah it's an old it's an old one that's all broken and tear and torn and all that stuff it says vote for george w bush on the side <laughs> <laughs> it says like uh down with powell riser on the side of it or something <laughs> yeah we, we got we got some groups on nintendo i i mean i totally i got super excited about it i, I we were like watching a movie jess and i were and i was like hold on <laughs> there's folders there's folders on switch hold what, on. john says there's folders i gotta look at this i gotta see this and i put it, was it true and i put it on twitter i said cancel all my plans and i retweeted it and Janet retweeted it, so that meant I got likes. So thank you, Janet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever she's, you get, whenever she retweets that. stuff, uh, we get likes. So we get, oh yeah, we get exposed. It's I got nice. lots of likes for a photo of a kitty I posted recently. Thanks, Janet. I saw that. Yeah, it was a cute photo. I got like 800 views for like the credits of Metroid Fusion because she because she retweeted that. Damn. For my like nice beat of the week or whatever. That was like one of my most watched videos because it got retweeted. A retweet from Janet could change your life. It helps to. You know, helps when when you have a friend that with this that's you know. Did you hear they were talking shit. about her on the latest NBC? They were because somebody asked like, uh, "How do you get into the industry?" You know, a pretty generic question, but I still like to hear different people in the industry's like perspective because they all got in in different ways. But they were like Janet Garcia. That's the person you need to study. She's yeah. She was like the best at it. She's a hustler and she she did it right. And I agree. it was pretty surreal to hear Cat Bailey say great things about Janet because I've never really I know. Heard, you know, I'm sure she knows about Janet. I mean, it's not that big of a video game community or whatever, but it's just, you know, like one of my favorite podcasters talking about a friend of mine is always interesting, you know, because I'm never really heaping very, very high praise. Yeah, like she's like like this big fan of Janet, you know, and industry legend. Industry legend, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I listen to podcasts, I nerd out on them, but yeah, props out to Janet if you are listening. You're, You're doing great out there. You know it already, but I, but I'm just affirming it. I listen to Cat Bailey, and it's nice to see her talk about friends of mine, or hear her. Sometimes both. Actually, it wasn't on the podcast app for a while, so I did watch it on YouTube because I couldn't get anywhere else. But I got to get that fix. But yeah, Nintendo gave us that fix this week with the <laughs> with the groups. And no, I, really, I, I was actually really excited. Uh, the edit for the expansion pack was actually delayed because I because <laughs> I did folders for like two hours before I actually got to finishing the edit. So that's my fault. But I was way too wow. distracted. I'm like, I have to do this. It's like, what do I do? Where do I even start? You two and your and your love of folders is why this podcast probably still exists. I love folders. If it was up to me, we'd still be uh, we'd be working on this ratty manila folder with <laughs> paper falling everywhere, and there would be like weird receipts for stuff that had nothing to do with the podcast in it, like. <laughs> Burger King or something. I have 20 folders is what I have. So I have like half of what John's has. But I, I mean, I, I've been dreaming about having folders for a really long time. So like the first thing I started making, which is the folders that I wanted. I mean, I, I most I said this, you know, at the beginning of the year of like stuff I wanted to do. I wanted to organize my games like I wanted to like, you know, organize it to where like here's are the games I want to beat or like here's the stuff I want to play or whatever. So that's the first thing I did is start organizing my like 
upcoming beat list or whatever, like all the stuff that I want to finish. Like I started doing that. So I have my game of the year and my game of the year stuff. I beat folder just to say the things that I already beat that were game of the year. And I have my game of the year folder of stuff that I didn't beat. I made another one of those because I said at the beginning of the year that I wanted to beat a game of the year thing from a, from a year or two ago that I haven't beaten yet. So I made a whole file for that of game of the year stuff that I didn't get to credits on. And I'd also started a file for game of the year, 2022, which hooray it's really fucking annoying every year where I, I'm always afraid I'm going to forget something. And sometimes I have to like just go through all the releases of the Switch to be like... Because, you know, sometimes when stuff come out in January, you think it happened like two years ago or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. and you don't remember what's from what. So now I have a yeah, folder. Jan- January releases are tricky because, yeah, mm-hmm. either you think two years or you're like, that was the tail end of December. That was right before we recorded Game Or sometimes year. stuff come out at the end of the year that you didn't play enough and it wasn't on your list, but you played it at the beginning of the year, whatever. But, but now I have a Game of the Year 2022 contender folder that I can yes, put everything in there that I enjoyed from this year and I'm just throwing anything in there that I got that maybe I liked it a little bit whatever I'm gonna put it in there just so when at the end of the year I can look and be like oh look at all these games that I played that came out this year that were cool so I think you should be able to make that with only 10 games at any time and then when you add an 11th game you got to kick something out <laughs> I could, then you've always got active top 10 list that's an idea. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would want to do. You could have two folders. You could have a kickout folder, and no <laughs> kickout folder. I have one game this year in that same folder that I also made because I've only bought one game that actually came out this year, and that is Chex Quest. So Chex Quest is riding strong <laughs> right now. Game of the and you didn't yeah, even beat it. You didn't even play it all the yeah, way through. It yet. You don't no. even know well, you have a how amazing months. level five is. Eight yeah, days. Don't even know how great five is. Just wait <laughs> when you get to level five, part two. You're going to love it. That part when that guy comes up to you and shoots you with that stuff, you're going to love it. Let me tell you. That time you walk up that stair and you're gonna get go all behind that tree, it's an amazing part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't put Chex Quest in there, but I did I did put, because I made a separate folder that's a beat folder, or beat of the week folder is what I called it. Oh, that's smart. Chex went really in there, smart. like any stuff that I beat that I posted. Right? That's really smart. I, I put it in there. That. So, I, I, so I, have a be- I have a beat of the week folder. <laughs> I also, I did, this one was for, for you, Jeremy, but I have my sealed folder, and that's just filled with games that I bought that I've never played <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> it, it's quote unquote sealed is what it says so it's collie i like a mint on card yeah so so um yeah the, the stuff that i bought on sale that i still haven't played that i made a whole folder for that because that was another thing that i wanted to do this year was play games that i've never played before so uh let's see how i don't even know how many oh wow there's like uh there's like 12 games in here that i bought that i haven't played yet so, i think folders would have been really helpful for our number two episode we did not our number two sequential sequentially episode of our bonus episode from last mm-hmm. month the best number twos in gaming for 22222 i would have loved folders for that because i really i was like that would have been folder. perfect i could have yeah. had toilet folder i could have just filled it up with games that had toilets in it and i would have just had a whole folder of toilets i mean we, whenever we do another expansion pack that has to do with switch games or whatever you can always like be do like expansion pack idea or whatever you know you can do stuff toilets so <laughs> it'll never be the same. I, I realized that like my like three favorite most played games, I think, or maybe four. It, my genre that I play the most is like RPG, fighting games, racing, and first person shooters. So I made folders for them, of course. And actually, my first person folder only says first person, so it doesn't have to be a shooter. Like like Subnautica's in there and like stuff like that. That's that is first person. It just has to be first person. You don't actually. It doesn't actually have to be an FPS. It can just be an FP. So I thought about that too. I only have maybe one or two games that are first person that are not shooters though. So 
So I, I chose to call it first person shooter. One of the, my, my strategy, first of all, I made, I made a bunch of genre folders. So, you know, action, uh, arcade, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I made stuff for like comedy and stuff for story based, uh, but some of the more unusual folders that I made, I made one just for bad games, it's the bad game, Hall of Shame. I thought about that too, about, but then, but I don't see, since I got an OLED, since I got like a second switch, I haven't re-downloaded the bad games because I okay. want to pretend that I never got them because if you buy a new You can su- still put them in the folder, even if they're not downloaded because I was able to do stuff in folders. But you have to have downloaded them once. If you have, if oh, you buy a new system and you transfer okay. your profile over, it won't show the games that you, you have to download a game for it to exist. So even though you already bought it, you could re-download it. And there actually were some stuff that I redownloaded but didn't have enough space to redownload them but i just got the picture to just put it on there you know because i made a grand theft auto style game folder also or as i call it sandbox folder yeah i saw that and i, I copied your idea i thought that was a good and idea. i re and i redownloaded like red faction which i don't have enough space for red faction but i still have the icon there so i can remember that i played it and i beat it and all that stuff but uh my my first person category has 30 games in it by the way so that's impressive right nice <laughs> Very impressive. Yeah. So I, I was kind of made one up. for demos. Demo that was one of the first folders that I made just because I have so many demos on there that are like I don't want to delete the icons. I want to remember that I played actually thirty six. Thirty six, not thirty. It's even more. Thirty six first go. person games. Uh, I thought about doing that too, about doing a demo folder, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, there's there's time. You know, I can do more. I mean, I, I kind of like capped it off at twenty because I liked it being like even on all sides and all that. Mm. But 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 then later I was like, well, I, I need to make a GameCube, a GameCube, PS2, Xbox One, original Xbox One era thing. You know, like because that's like my favorite generation of games. So I would do that. I was like, well, how many GameCube games are on here? Like, because because like my Sphinx game isn't any isn't any folder yet. So so I'm just thinking mm. about the ones that are just That's a not sandbox anything. Game. Sphinx? Well, I mean, not really. There's definitely sand and boxes. I did put Shin Megami Tensei Five in the sandbox game because yes, there's sand everywhere in that game. So I more sand, much more sand than the Sphinx. I mean, Shin Megami Tensei is like all sand. <laughs> the whole world is sand everywhere. So I mean, and it's all connected, you know. So it's close enough. I made a folder for weird games. So we got Chex Quest in there, Goat Game, the Goose Game. Uh, what else do I have? Donut County. Katamari, all those kind of games. I'm just feeling weird, and I have more of those than I thought. I have something like 25 that that are kind of out there. It's so just say no in there, or, or just yep. That say is no say more. no more. Yeah, say no more is in there. And mom hit my game. Mom hit my game. One, two, the hide and dance. Yeah, I, I love silly, weird games. Octodad. I have a space for those. I have retro, and I also have retro inspired. That was fun to make those both. So lots of indie stuff. Mm-hmm. And retro inspired. Yeah, I have 24 games in my recent game folder. Even though I'm sure there's something I forgot. I, I know that I had a bunch of those, and I have a uh, was it? I have 20 games in my fighting game folder. So I, I wanted That's to one. try to do ones that I have a lot of. Let's see, I have uh, 19 games in my party game folder, which was just like my Jackboxes and my Mario mm. Parties and my Billion Roads and. You know, clubhouse games, whatever, Jeopardy, whatever else shit that I play. Multiplayer. Family Feud. I don't have Family Feud, so it's not in there. Yeah, you do. I don't. I never got it. Drawful 2. That one's on there. Which I actually forgot and had to add it later. Which that's nice, too, that you can just uh, go back and add shit, you know? Right. After It's and- nice that you can do that and that you can add games to multiple folders. You don't have to decide specifically what yeah. each game is. You can have it in five, six, seven different, however many you want. I, I saw people. Yeah, I love that. I saw people being mad about that or that, that you could use, like, 
a game multiple times in different folders. Like, I'm not mad about that. I like that a lot, actually. I love it. I like it, I too. think I have Mario Kart 8 in, like, 10 different folders or something like that. Maybe not 10, but I do have Mario Kart 8 in a lot of different folders, so whatever. If I'm going to get into folders, it's going to be from making a folder and then realize, oh, this can be divided up into more. But rather than doing that, I'm just going to make a new folder. I'm not going to, like, mm. actually take the games out. Because, like, the only folder I currently have is RPG. And oh, yeah. I, I made basically that. I just made put that any, just games, any games that have stats in them that you have to, like, basically games that have grinding in them because that's mm. my favorite thing to do. But it's also fun to actually put your games in order, like final, all the Final Fantasies are in order, the Dragon Quests are in order, you know what I mean? Like, that was satisfying, so I'll give you guys that. Like, putting them in order and seeing all the icons next to each other is really nice, and I, I, I wish I could have done that the whole time. I have 43 games in my RPG folder. <laughs> I have yeah, no I've RPG 30 something RPG like Just because I... Uh... I mean, you have RPGs, John. You have a uh, you have Blood Hockey. That's an RPG. And uh, oh, what's true. the or no? What was the sports game you got? NBA. Oh yeah, the, NBA. That's, that's an RPG. Yeah, well, that's, too. that's not. I don't think it's an RPG, but that's a. Uh, it has a story mode mode in there. So I did put that into the narrative games. Can as well. you can you level up? Can you level up your characters in the game? Um, I I don't remember. I'm saying it. That's what it takes for me. If you can level up your characters, you got an RPG, and you're creating a party in your basketball game. So it's a basketball RPG. team, yeah. Yeah, and you can level. I mean, you can level up in uh, Super Blood Hockey, so that's definitely an RPG. It's, you just that's you cool. just got to be able to level up. Oh yeah, and you have a you have that one game that's not an RPG, but is an RPG um, that I hated, but you guys like Moon. Moon, yeah, I didn't hate it. It just I couldn't get into it. But yeah, I put that in point and click adventure because that's what that really is. I put Moon in RPG, but it really is an anti RPG. Like, that's what it calls itself. But you can still get upgrades. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, still I called, level up. So I called. You can still get EXP. I, mean, I probably shouldn't so have called Oxen Free an RPG, but it's in there. But like you know, like. I I put Graveyard Keeper. I never beat that, but you can level up your items in that. Or like Sakuna, that's got like level up mechanics in it. Of course, I put like Fire both the Fire Emblem games I have. And then even though Undertale and Deltarune, I don't think they really have leveling up in them, but they're still considered RPGs. I Monster thought, Hunter Rise, no, that's you can. an action game, but that's an RPG. No, well, I mean, you can you can level up in, in Undertale if you do actually it's fight people. It's been so people. long since I played it. I yeah. mean, if you do actually fight people, you'll level up. That's why I didn't like Undertale, because it wouldn't, let you, right, it wouldn't right. let you level up. Like, I don't want to play an RPG. RPG you can't level up in was the fun of that golf story of course is in there yeah um, and same thing well uh deltarune you actually can level up like because it's not they weren't as like restrictive mm-hmm. about like oh you can't but i threw all the so like i put all my metroidvanias in here too so i got castlevania collection oh, i made a separate uh, bloodstained curse of the moon and bloodstained ritual of the night and hollow knight and time spinner gato Rabato. that's all i have i made a separate metroidvania folder of course because i had to Oh, wait, why didn't I put Dread in here? I'm an idiot. Yeah, one that has Metroid in the title. I, I only have, I, I didn't think I had that many Metroidvanias, but one, two, three, four, five. I have like 15. I wish. I have 15. And I'm sure someone's here. already And I know I have it. more that I haven't downloaded, but the ones that I have on here are on there. I wish I could pluck stuff out of the Nintendo Online, you know, like I could take, you know, take a Fantasy Star Online, fo- or not Fantasy Star Online, Fantasy Star 4 out of the Sega folder and put it in there, you know, like, oh, even yeah. though you have to open up the uh, Genesis NSO thing to get to it. I wish i could just instead of just having the genesis icon i could have a link straight to fantasy star i kept thinking like oh i need to put the the nes app in there because this game is in you know this mm-hmm. type of, of genre and whatever and i decided not to put those in anything but the yeah. nso folder yeah i made it i made an nso folder too i didn't, I didn't want it just over and over again yeah i but i also made an exception i put it in my family friendly folder because that's that was really not, i mean i'm using that one a lot because oh for the I play yeah. my switch with my nephew yeah 
So you just know um, everything he, in that folder is safe. That's safe for him. Yeah, because every mm-hmm. time he's like, oh, can I play that game? I'm like, no. Can I play that game? No. So it would be nice to just have a, a menu. Here's everything you can play. Yeah. So, yeah, so we won't see anything else. Uh, the, the great thing about the NSO folder for me is I put all of the NSOs in there. So I got the Japanese ones as well. So that was... Just- oh, yeah. And you could put them in order, which would be nice. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's what I like. So I got I can put my like Famicom and my Super Famicom and my Japanese 64 and, and Mega Drive and all that stuff in one thing. So that's what I did for that. And that was cool. And I guess I do. I do have one that's less than that is less than six, John. And that's my pinball folder. My pinball folder only has five games. So that's uh, probably that's probably my lowest amount of uh, games in a folder. Yeah, I mean, but there are multiple folder. tables. That's true. There are multiple tables. And I and of course I think you did too. I did like a video one just to put. Even though I don't watch video yep. stuff on my on my Switch, but I mean, if, in case I you know when I was I was working during the d- direct that one time and I watched it at work and I was trying to find YouTube and now it's right there. Now I know where it is. You know, so I yeah, put, so I like, took all that stuff away. Yeah. I got the Crunchyroll, the Twitch, Pokemon TV, and YouTube all right there. Yeah, I have a. I got Crunchyroll, Pokemon TV, YouTube, Funimation, Hulu, Nico Nuke, Nico, and uh, Twitch. What's Nico Nico? Nico Nico is a Japanese YouTube thing where they comment over the videos while you're watching them. Like there's comments oh. that fly by and it's all it's in awful. Japanese. It was like the first. It was like one of the first video things on Switch that came out like in 2017, and I'm just proud okay. that I still have it. It's basically like if there. you ever. I don't know if you've seen much Snapchat, but some people when they do Snapchat will have like words that'll appear over the screen in certain spots. Oh, got it. Well, it's like that, but with the the comment section and like people will be like, I'm commenting at 12 minutes and 32 seconds. I'm going to say something. And then that comment will literally like obscure the screen. It's the same as oh, uh, it's the same as playing uh, Super Mario Maker with the comments on. If you remember that, where the yeah. comments would show up in the middle of the level and you can't see anything, it was really annoying. I turned it off very quickly, but it's it's like that same sort of thing. And just because you can search stuff, I made a Mario one that has Mario in the title, just because you can look up Mario and it's like here's all the Mario stuff, and it's like click click click. There's my Mario folder. I made I have that folder on my Wii U. The problem with the Wii U is that you can't like it has to live only in that folder. So yeah. I ended up like taking everything out of my Mario folder and reorganizing, but no, I, I guess I'm it. start. It's it's taking me back to the Wii U and the 3DS, but it's not on the main screen. That's the big thing that people are getting pissed about. Yeah, that you Even have to go into just the other like a hotkey you hit that would go straight to folders. Yeah, it'd be nice, right? Oh, I made I made an online folder, and the online folder also has cloud games in it because I wanted to make a cloud game folder, but I only have like so two. Final Fantasy VII is in there and. I don't have Final Fantasy VII. That's not an online game. It's a cloud no, game. No, clouds in it. Eh, but I don't have that game. So it Smash matter. Bros. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was just a online game. It's like Tetris 99, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, Pac-Man 99, Splatoon 2, stuff like that. But I also put all my all my cloud games in there. Because like I said, I only got like two. Like I only have two of them. And I don't want to make one with only two. Control so, yeah. and Resident Evil was the other one. I have. No, you I just have, tried to play that, but it never worked. I have Control and Guardians of the Galaxy are the only only like cloud I games Guardians. that I actually bought. But I do have yes, I do have Biohazard, the Japanese cloud game, but it doesn't work. Like it'll only mm-hmm. work for like two minutes. So I put it in there anyway, but it doesn't. And I put Hitman in there also, even though I don't actually own it. But you know, and then I have the demos for uh, Kingdom Hearts in there also, and blah blah blah, all that stuff. My favorite folders is I have an FMV folder, course, like glorious nice. FMV games. All That's in one awesome. Place. It's beautiful because you actually are like hoarding the. I mean, collecting those, and like, yeah. you have a folder for it. I am now they're all in one space. Anytime I want to feel like I'm playing a Sega CD, there it is. Did, did you make a beat 'em up folder? Because I did. I did. Yep. My, I have eleven games in my beat 'em up folder. And that's not even counting the beat 'em up. Switch is the best system. 
Best system for beat em ups yeah. ever. I was yeah, I was like, I gotta make a beat em up folder just because I got a b- bunch. And I know that you are upset that you can't like alphabetize them, but I don't really care. Like I, I basically arrange them to where the games I want to see the most are at the front. So mine aren't mm. alphabetized. Mine are arranged by importance, by which has the coolest icon or which one I want to see the most. So if you go okay. to so if you go to games I want to beat over here. The top picture is Knights of the Old Republic, because I still want to beat that, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy. So I put, like, ones that I want to see. Or, like, games of the year that I want to beat. It's, like, SMT5, uh, Ease 9, and Valkyrie Chronicles 4 are, like, all on the front there. So I did, I picked the ones that I like the best out of whatever this is. So, like, my party one says, has, like, Super Mario Superstars, Billion Road, and, like, Jackbox 8 or whatever. You know, like, I tried to pick stuff that I like. Or, like, Mario Kart. Like, racing has Mario Kart 8, OutRun, Horizon, Chase Turbo. Like, you know, I put up the ones that were my favorites, so. I want everything alphabetized, yeah, and I want to just hit a button and have it automatically happen. But I ended up, since it's not available right now, I ended up going through all 42 folders and manually alphabetizing <laughs> all the games in every folder. I, I do it autobiographical. That's that's how I categorize mine. Walls are better. not vertically stacked. Alphabetizing for losers. You got to do a, you got to remember when you bought it in summer of 83 pile or whatever, bring it through. No, I, I don't like, I don't like alphabetizing. That's, that's fair. Did you watch the Zoe Kravitz version of that? Show? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. It was all the same jokes. It was like the same exact movie. With, I liked with it, but it was, the, it was, a, it was the same. Movie. None of it was funny I mean. because I knew exactly what they were going to say. Cause I had the movie memorized. So there was no like surprise to it. See, that's why I kind of enjoyed it because that's I was why like, I didn't how like are they going to, how yeah. are they going to fit that into this like basically parallel universe? I mean, I, I thought it was cool that she way. that she dated a woman. One of her yeah. one of her five was a woman. That was the coolest thing I thought out of the whole thing. But it was it sucked because you knew exactly what they were going to say for each. I joke, really liked so the it's character not gonna, that was the so it's not funny, Jack Black equivalent. You know? yeah. Like she was the perfect Jack Black equivalent. I thought. Yeah, but they're saying the same things that the characters did in the movie, so it's, it's not really it's not really new at all. If you already know that, that was my problem with it. And we watched it. Jess and I watched like some episodes of, but we didn't finish it because. It was boring because they just because they just said the same thing that we already knew. So, but you know, she's in Batman now, so good for her. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman now, so she's dating Magic Mike. Not uh, yeah. So you know, me not liking that movie had nothing to do with her with her career. Her career is still doing doing damn fine. So and her dad is doing great too, and her mom's doing great too. <laughs> Are they not? Is that a, is no, that they're just joke? all really no, no, no. I'm serious. They're all like very successful people and doing very well. It seems. Mm. I mean that in no sarcastic way at all. Are there any other folders you want to talk about? I I saw a lot of people making jokes about like you know like because I, I put up a thing on our on our on our community page just to see like what people would put up. Then I was so surprised. John Wedgeworth was like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, dude, make a first person shooter category. I know you have a million first person shooters. Mm-hmm. He's like me, likes the old Quake Doom stuff. Like I know you got a bunch of those. Start with that. You know. <laughs> And I know Fuchsia said, like, uh, she made a category of games that she never beat, and that's everything, because she never beat anything. But she got to the mm-hmm. credits on Animal Crossing, so that counts, whatever. I, I think. think. I know I know it never uh, it never ends, but you get to the credits, you're good. But I made yeah. a folder called The Usuals, just for everything that I play all the time. So my Hitman, my Mario Maker 2, there it is, right at the top spot, easy access. Yeah, so I'll I... I, I that a lot. I saw Janet. Well, you know what that. I was going to say for uh, John? I just, not you, John, sorry, uh, John Wedgworth. He should make a folder of the games that have his favorite music. Oh, yeah, that's too. Like best soundtrack. Well, well, stuff yeah. for, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I was saying, you know, you can help plan stuff for the podcast. Like that was, I was doing like, you know, like a game of the year contender. So you could do like, yeah, music stuff also. I mean, that could help him do uh, do things with uh, Nerd Noise Radio. It'd be like, oh, here's some soundtracks that I like, and I could pull stuff from that and, and all that. I saw Janet did a similar thing that John did, and she, 
actually made one that said uh, regular rotation is what that folder was. Yep. It was like ones that they play all the time. So, but yeah, stuff like that. The thing with me is that I play, I just basically only play one game at a time. I'm pretty much a mono gamist. And um, so I don't need folders. Like I'm only, but you want to not forget. Sometimes when you're done with that game though, and you don't know what to do, you need a folder that's like, here's all these games that you got that you didn't beat or like, you know, whatever. That's what I need. It's like, I How need about something I'll just to do a folder called stumped. It'll, show, be, it'll, be, it'll be the same thing. It'll show be, me the things that I, not yet beat. What I found is that since making these folders yesterday, the games that I was playing last night and then today, I was more encouraged to play games that I wouldn't play because the folders were there. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, I feel like playing an arcade game. So I went to my arcade game folder and I played uh, Sly Spy, which I bought, you know, I don't know when, I don't know when I bought that, but it was one of those things that I bought a million of them at once and I just never really touched the game. And I ended up playing all the way through it and beating that game today just because it was organized into a folder that said arcade games and I knew I felt like playing arcade games. So I think that's what's going to happen as a result of these folders. I'm going to play more of the different types of games that I have that I wouldn't normally touch. I guess it'd be kind of like if you're thinking about what I'm like, packing up to move to a new apartment or whatever i'm like going through my games i'm like oh i forgot about like uh, geist for instance like I yeah finish geist it's like if i had a folder to put geist in right now i could just look it's like really weird, but yeah i get it i get it and i am so add and also my memory just fails me so much i maybe folders are good for a guy like me well if you have the same problem that i do where like you won't eat anything in your refrigerator if you can't see it when you open the door that's how i feel like there'll be stuff that'll sit in there forever that i would eat but i forget they're there because i can't see them automatically from the front that's kind of what the folders are trying to i'm trying to make it do for me where it's like and also it's really nice that they finally added search because if you have a ton of games like i do sometimes you can't fucking find the game that you want to play even where you're like i want to play this one game and even though you can put it in alphabetical order it might be different you know like zelda games are under t instead of z or l or whatever you know which is fucking weird because you got it because under the not legend so i mean there's a bunch of games that are like that where it's where it's categorized it's like alphabetized on something you don't think it would be and you can't fucking find it so now it's like i want to play whatever and you just put in one word of it and it'll pull it up and it's like there it is boom so i mean that wasn't available you couldn't search you could never search before this so i'm glad you can finally actually search by title and you can find your fucking game that you want to play that you got you know because like my oled like all the times are off now i used to have it all um, I used to have it organized in my mind as to how much I played each game. So if you watch how it would rise through the ranks, I would know how long I played it because I remember how long I played all these other games. That all got erased when I got a new Switch. So like oh, my time's all fucked up now. Like it's like maybe the top row is you know has like Pokemon Arceus at the top. Like Animal Crossing isn't even even up there anymore. So it's like so it's like what the fuck. So this makes it a lot easier for me to just be like I have all these games. Or yeah, it'd be like what are the games that I said I wanted to beat and just look and be like oh I could play this one for a while or I could play this for a while or you know whatever. Just try to put them front and center to make me not forget that I have all these games that I really like that I didn't get through. Ooh, I have an idea. I'll do one that's like named after how I'm feeling. It'll be like, play these games when you're depressed. It'll just be called depressed. It'll be like happy games. Put like them Katamari, all like you were saying. Yeah, Katamari and what else? I don't know. Most other things are depressing, honestly. Stardew. But- <laughs> yeah stardew even that's got some depressing undertones to it but yeah but I yeah mean, it's, but like you can have like happy and these are games to bring you down a little bit so you're not like too happy because that's annoying you could like play some i don't know yeah. or something i was gonna say like and for john like i know you buy all these games on the cheap like you buy a bunch at the same time but you don't mm-hmm. make it through a lot of them you could be like you just put them hopefully you made something for like the indies or like the i don't know what do you, what do you call them like the ones that are like uh edith finch or you know the ones that are like first person but they're not mm-hmm. like they're more like puzzly stuff you got a bunch of those like and you can yep. put them all together and be like oh yeah i remember that i forget there was one that you got that was really visually impressive and, and i was like, garden 
Yeah, and I was like, you should play through that. And then you probably forgot yeah, about but, it and went back to whatever else. But you can like be like, oh, here's all these indie games that I got that aren't that long that I can beat in like a sitting or sitting or two. And you know, you can snack sized games. Make make bite through. sized games. Yeah, I think I think I saw you did a. So you have a snack sized folder also, right? I don't have that, but I have a I have a backlog folder. See the 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 problem with backlog for me is everything. So and I, I saw people making jokes about that where like I put all my games in one folder and it's one. I don't want to do that. I want to cut it apart to different parts. Yeah. And be like oh this is. This, I just thought a backlog is not necessarily every game that I have that I haven't beat yet, but just like games that I want to beat. So there's I think there's forty in there. That's the same one that I, that's what I did for yeah games. It's just called games I want to beat. One other thing I, that I really want uh, as far as improvements and features. I want to be able to sort by genre automatically so that there's less folder management in the future. Yeah, I mean, but that's hard. That, like, when, when they have they have the game in the eShop, you can see it, that they've listed on their, this is a you know, first-person shooter or whatever. So I don't see any reason why they can't, like, when I download that game, automatically plug it into a first-person shooter folder or whatever folder it belongs in. And of course, I want to be able to move it out of that folder if I want to, but it would just be nice that, if I download it, it goes right in the folder. I don't want to make a whole job of managing folders. It should be more seamless. Yeah, I mean, folder I, manager simulator. I would say I don't. I don't agree with a lot of those uh, genre stuff that they put on there. I think a lot of it they just throw it up there to get extra clicks or whatever. But, well, and yeah. oftentimes it'll be yeah, kind of just like when you put in uh, tags or whatever on a YouTube video. It's yeah, it's like, like this is an R- this is an RPG platformer simulation. It's like no, it's not. Get out of here. It's none of those things. You just want. This is a calculator, motherfucker. Yeah, it's like it's not any of those things. But I have I have twenty four games in my games I want to beat folder. So you know, so it's two a month for the next year. I uh, kind of in line with what you're saying, John. It would be kind of nice. So one thing I thought I would like, which it's super obvious, but by developer. So like, let me go in and do that, yeah. and then let me go in and sort my games by developer, and then let me also like click a button that says make a folder or whatever you know, like, and then that becomes a folder automatically. I don't have to create it myself because it sorted it automatically, like stuff that's obvious, you know. And also that would apply to genre or even like year of release or whatever. You could kind of you could kind of streamline the whole process of making the folders usable with that kind of thing, mm. right? But yes, yeah, so I'm just I'm complaining. It could always be better, but. Nintendo tends to tends to do the bare minimum and get away with it usually. It it is like I mean I was telling just this when it happened. I was like the reason that this came out is that I that I had like accepted that it was never going to happen and then it yeah. didn't happen. I, I feel like I kind of worked it into existence. I think we all did. We're all we in your simulation, Trey. But I, but I was like it's never going to happen. I just decided in my head that it was never going to happen because it would make the I don't know main whatever main menu run slowly or something like that. And then it happened. And then it snuck up on me when I wasn't even expecting it anymore. And then all of a sudden it was like, surprise folders. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it God. happened like a week after the achievements or whatever they are called. Yeah, yeah, those things. I think they were like, "How do we make up for you know delaying Advance Wars for good reason, but still like, let's let's make something we can do to to get those strategy people happy." Uh, Oh yeah, they want to organize their folders. That'll 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 occupy them for now. What can we do for those uh, not great DLC? races that are on mario kart oh here you go they're fine they're just not as good as the regular game but we'll talk about that later um i had one more thing i wanted to say oh i was gonna say uh it's opposite than like the wii u is like the wii u start a folder and you say what your folder is and then you put stuff in it and this one you have to decide everything you're going to put in the folder and then name the folder then you name the folder yeah which is weird that makes sense no it makes more sense because as you're gathering you think of the thing oh i want to make a folder for this you gather up the, all the different games, and then you start to think, well, actually, maybe it should be called this instead. I like 
have picking the games first. Yeah, you, know, you keep the name in your head. The other thing is, if you know the name, the just just put one game in the folder, name it, and then go back. Probably. You might you might get. I mean, you might get distracted though. Also, you know, it's like, or sometimes I was like, wait, what was I going to put in there? Or like, I start at the beginning. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. I already forgot. You know, <laughs> like because I didn't put it down there. And I'm like, well, shit. Like, well, this game is whatever. You know, I don't know. But it's regardless. I like that it's on there. It can help me uh, get through stuff and all that. So I think we can move on from that. We've spent a lot of time on the folders, but it's one of our big. It's topics. its own RTS. Yep. But it's cool. I you said that maybe that will help you play all those games that you have that you don't beat or that you haven't. You know, it's already started. So get get maybe on. Maybe it'll that. help me get my real life organized because I'll be like, okay, I can't be organizing folders on the Switch and like have my socks in three different drawers at the same time. <laughs> Do you have that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really don't. I thought it was a funny I was, example. I was like, you don't have a sock drawer? What's going on? Your life is in shambles. I have all my drawers are very specific, actually. And they're thanks to my partner. She's really got she went me into shape with my <laughs> you didn't system, you, but, you didn't have a sock drawer before before Shauna. I didn't have a dresser before Shauna. Oh geez. I've had I had a sock drawer forever, but my mom gave me a dresser. My That's sock drawer I, was I didn't called buy a laundry one. basket, yeah. and that was also pants drawer, shirt drawer. <laughs> Jeez. Also, the other drawer was the dryer. I just leave the stuff in the dryer. Well, um, why don't we talk about whatever we got and what we've been playing for the week? Okay, I don't really have anything new, but I do have something cool that I wanted to say. It's uh, maybe it's kind of a segment. Maybe I'll do another one, but uh, it came from the edit segment. And while I was editing the expansion pack episode that we did, where we talked about our favorite racing games that we wish were on the Switch that aren't Mario Kart games and aren't on there, of course, I discovered these uh, hidden tracks for F-Zero GX, which I didn't know about or I forgot about or whatever. But I have the F-Zero GX uh, soundtrack, which I downloaded online, but it's based off of the three-disc soundtrack that came out in Japan. And I found out that every F-Zero character has their own theme music, like their own two-minute-long theme music. And that's like 40 songs for 40 different characters in F-Zero. And the only way you can hear these songs is by going into the character descriptions in the menu. So this is like a hit. These are like hidden tracks that are in there. And there's a fuck ton of them. And some of them are really fucking cool. Like they sound like 2000 era indie rock songs. Like, like fucking Captain Falcon song could have like come out. Like we could have saw them open for like anniversary or something like that. And didn't even know, you know, there's all sorts of, there's like 80s sounding songs on there. There's like techno. Yeah. There's a, uh, I was so confused. There's, You're like, all over there's the hidden place. tracks. I thought you meant like racetracks. Like, no, hidden music. There's hidden music in this in the game that only exists in the. And I didn't even know where it was. I w- I had to like look up where it was because I'm like I'm like what the fuck? Like I haven't heard any of these songs and I've played this game a lot. And they're in you had there's a specific thing to click on in the menu that says like description and it says it gives you like the story of the of the character and it shows you like their racetrack and you can spin it around and change the colors and all that. And that's where you hear their actual theme songs from. And they're great and like a bunch of them are like vocal songs and or some of them are all te- are all techno and like one of the guys who wrote them wrote a bunch of shit for Gran Turismo like a bunch of Gran Turismo songs and yeah it's a trip it's man cool. I've just been listening to uh disc one of the of the F-Zero soundtrack I just listened to it on the way home today and yeah there's like 40 songs and they're all like two minutes long and they're completely different and they're all about each different character and that just like blows my mind that they put so much time into this like very small thing on the menu that you may have never ever saw and that just adds to why F-Zero is the greatest racing game of all time F-Zero GX again because it's like what the fuck man I mean, was it bloated or were they hoping to do more with it? 
they already had the resources made and then they just had to try I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's cool. fucking cool though. Like it's, it's I, like, I'm going to look it up. It's like, how do you I love the, F-Zero I was going to say, F-Zero's. I was going to like, it's one of my favorite. I was going to like share the album with you or something. So you could listen to it and just be like, <laughs> you looked at this fucking octopus guy and you thought about this song. Really? Okay. All right. Or you mm-hmm. looked at the Mr. EAD guy that looks like Mario. And this is the song he came up with, or like the James McLeod song, which doesn't really sound like Star Fox, but kind of does. And it's got music and lyrics in there. There's like a song that sounds like it's by the start you remember that band we used to listen to yeah. like years ago with the female singer and all that like totally sounds like a fucking start song like yeah amy echo sounds she like the exact same band and singer and all that and i'm like what the yeah it's really cool yeah i was just gonna send that to you i'll send it to both of you but it's just one of those things that i'm like man that's that's amazing that's just amazing that they did that that they went in there and made us made a theme song for everybody and also uh the reason that it kind of blew my mind, I was, like I said, I was trying to find songs for the podcast that I was editing, like intro and outro songs. So, so it'll be on the $5 patron show or whatever that I do. And I found Dr. Doctor Stewart's theme, which is like really good, like a really, really good song. And the reason, and I knew and heard it before, because the reason that I had heard it from OC Remix, you remember OCRemix.com, mm-hmm. the overclocked remix website? I do. Because I have, I had an original Dr. Stewart mix song that I found on there because you could just search by... Uh, you know, by like game and all that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is, this music is really rad, but I didn't know what it was from. And I found out later that it was, that it was from these theme songs that were hidden on F0GX. And it's like the, it's pretty much the same song, except the one that I have is a little more clubby and it doesn't have like the lyric part in it. It doesn't have the vocal stuff, but, but yeah, just like that took me back to like OC Remix and how I used to download stuff off of that. And you used to be able to get like whole soundtracks of original games and like, but you'd have to cut up the songs themselves to play them as single songs. Do you remember that? Did you ever do that? Oh, yeah. like, I did that shit. Yeah, they're still around I didn't actually. do it, but I remember hanging out in your car and you had like an MP3 CD. Well, I tried to, there. yeah, I tried to make you, I, I tried to make Jeremy a, a Chrono Trigger soundtrack like in its entirety, but I never made it all the way through but then i went to japan and bought you one so eventually i got there but, at the square store yeah. but i wanted to i wanted to make you a soundtrack with all the songs of chrono trigger in it but it, there's just so many of them well you did an okay second place thing but eventually i just bought it because i went there but i did try to make <laughs> i made a concept album off of uh oc remix i was Whoa. of the of the uh story of the wizard it's called jimmy woods never dies i remember that Hours. I remember that scene. Yeah. I gave you a copy, right? Yeah, you did. Good. I don't know I where think it accurately mirrored the story. I don't know where it is. Well, I made I made two volume I made two volumes of Nintendo Nintendo DJ is what I called it. That was like my first OC remix albums. But I made Nintendo DJ one and two, and they were just discs that I made of songs that I really like from from OC remix and. There's stuff from like uh, Earthbound and like Donkey Kong and F Zero and like you know a lot of stuff like that that I'm that I'm really into. So some of them were weird. Like I remember there were ones that were really weird on there, but a lot of them were like, oh yeah, these are cool. So that was like the beginning. Well, I mean, more of my love of chiptune stuff and all that because I did actually buy CDs from Nintendo Power when I was a kid. But but yeah, that was like an extra part of that where it was like, oh, you can download the whole thing, and it was starting to you know get to where I would get to these things. And yeah, it brought me back to fucking OC Remix. And I remember that one movie uh, that we did, John. Way back when, Pain is Love, that movie. Yep. Uh, I was getting driven around by somebody. I don't remember what their department was, but he had a whole bunch of OC Remix made CDs also in his car. Wow. And, and we were listening to that. And I remember we were just driving around all day. And I was like, man, we've been in the car for a long time. And he's like, yeah, this sucks. And I don't think OC Remix will ever save it. <laughs> That's what he <laughs> brought up. But yeah, he had like six different OC Remix stuff. He, he made his own like covers for him too, like these cool art, artsy stuff or whatever. Yeah, OC Remix. I'd forgotten about that, but 
Yeah, you say it's still around. I, I haven't, I haven't been there. Still around. Yeah, I'm, uh, as far as I know, it's on still Facebook. Around. Yep, they still post on Facebook. I, I go, I go to a site called a. It's weird. I've shown it to Jeremy. It's like I guess it was originally a Kingdom Hearts fan site, mm-hmm. but but now it's just a shit ton of video game music that they've just like kind of put together and organized and all that. It's called download. Well, it's a uh, Insider dot com and i go to downloads.khinsider.com and i actually donate money to them so i can download huge albums of uh music and all that so it's 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 great website i use it all the fucking time and there's and if you like any game that's been out for maybe like a year yeah their soundtracks will show up on there but you'll find stuff like really old but even new stuff like i found like mark center rise on there and like shit like a bunch of stuff i've used for this for this podcast from there and it's a wonderful wonderful site and i've got a bunch of shit from there just make sure you listen to the song before you download it because sometimes they're a little like they're like marbled up and they have some like glitch in there where it doesn't work right so make sure it sounds good before you actually get it but yeah that's my that's my uh came from the edit and it has that like old school mp3 fart in them you remember the mp3 farts you get sometimes from tracks you download it off like kazaa or napster that's probably what that is it's like a garbling it's like it's like yeah yeah, it's like sometimes it actually be like a like a almost like sound like a raptor squeal It'd be no. <laughs> really shrill. I remember, and it's like, oh, well, that has something to do with the encoding or when it was downloaded. Blah blah. This it's an encoding thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it basically like sounds like you took the song and threw it into a blender like halfway through because mm. it's like and then it just like falls apart in the middle it's like okay there was one time that i downloaded the first album of uh the cure <laughs> off of some like discography thing from limewire or some shit like that you're talking about uh three boys or whatever the heck it's called. yeah yeah that I, one I, and uh i love that album that album's so good and the album that i got would play half of the cure song and then it would play a really weird dance song like mm. in the middle. So none of the songs are complete. It just has this like fucking weird ass club thing that has nothing to do with the cure at all. And it's terrible. And I don't know why. I think somebody made it just to punk you or whatever, but oh, I, it's, I, it's, I it's, so. it's hilarious, but terrible at the same time. Cause it was on my phone. Cause I didn't know. And, it, and I'd be into one song and then all of a sudden it's this fucking terrible ass song. I remember there was a, everybody thought was swearing on their life. It was a brand new Thursday track that had leaked on kazar napster or whatever and it was a really good song it was like really good and we're like well if this is like the you know the direction thursday's going then good for them like this sounds great and turns out it was just another song by another band it wasn't even that and they just yeah but it was labeled thursday something that or like somebody's made up a title and just to get the downloads and then uh which i don't know why i don't think maybe they were sending out some viruses or something but um same thing happened when like tool was like about to come out with a new album like it was a Chevelle song that somebody like labeled as a new tool track and everybody was freaking out over it. And they actually had to make like a formal statement where they're like, that band is Chevelle. That's not tool. <laughs> so Chevelle got like a bump, but at least tool like said who it was. I, I kind of appreciated that. Well, I mean, b- back in the days of Nep- of Napster, you know, you could, it could just say that everything it's, was weird. Al. You, you could just say Anything whatever funny was a weird Al song. I mean, but you could just say like, it's whatever band and you wouldn't know. Like I had a bunch of stuff that I downloaded that I don't think was actually that band, but it said it was. And I thought yeah, like it Frank was Sinatra and you'd start playing it. It was three eleven. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I can tell the difference between those, but I think I have Who ones. It's my way. I think I have ones that say like pet shop boys that aren't really pet shop boys. I think there are other bands, but it still said that, mm-hmm. you know, like I, it's like Duran Duran or something. I have a bunch something, of shit that, yeah, where it said like, I, I'm pretty sure it's not their actual band name but whatever i remember like there's a depeche mode song that would be labeled the cure that happened a lot and now they make like t-shirts that. about it right t-shirts that are yeah. just forever like, i don't know why you'll be like hansen and it'll say nirvana underneath i don't know why you would buy those shirts 
Like, why would you wear that? I don't know. Because they're because they're funny that you're wrong and dumb. And you don't understand it's like, things. Or, it's like ludicrous. It's like you're supposed uh, to be funny. What's about the word I'm looking for? Not chaotic, but you know what I mean. There's something about the randomosity that appeals to people. I remember being that way when I was younger. I get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we should move on because I don't want to make this episode too long. I want to try to get it to the tight 120 or whatever you want to call it. The two hours here. Well, the script is 88 pages, so stick to it. <laughs> 88 <laughs> minutes. No, yeah, bullshit. I, I did actually notice this Pedro nail in the MGC coffin here. I just realized that uh, Jess actually bought us tickets to go see Pedro the Lion during Midwest Gaming Classic. So that's the ultimate. There you go nail in the show i wasn't gonna go anyway just because i can't afford it i can't afford to get a ticket really or get a hotel room or buy anything while i'm there like i really can't like it's i'd have to take and out plus i'm not going so it just yeah. wouldn't be that fun well and jeremy you. yeah you can't go either so it's like uh i can't i mean i have to take money out of my savings to do it and i don't want to do that so I'm not, I'm not in a position to be able to spend money on it so i wasn't really you know i wasn't even really going to be doing it anyway and i just kind of realized a couple days ago that i'm like oh shit well we got the tickets to the to oceanator pater the lion show anyway and i re- forgot that it was like that Ooh, weekend. Oh, you see Oceanator? Yeah, it's oh, on funny. Sunday. Yeah, we, we saw Oceanator before. She's great. I, I played her for you when we were at MGC. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Big fan. I just got one of her, How I think she got her new album or something. She has one of the albums. She might have both of them. But whatever. Anyway, I was like, oh, that's during that same weekend. I'm like, but I can't afford to go anyway. It's It was too close. You know, we went in November and now it's April and work hasn't been as good as it was before. And it's just, I just can't do it. So that's uh so MGC just, people. For me, sorry. it was just too close. Like um, the November one was to me, that was MGC 2020. Of course, like I, I understand, like obviously it happened in 2021, but that was like a redo. So for me, I just want the reset. I don't want to go to another one four months later and then, or five months later, whatever, and then wait another year. I'm just going to wait until it loops back around again. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll try to go to one that's farther away or something later in the year, you know? So maybe I'll try to go to like Portland or something or whatever, you know, it's a great get expo depending on where, how the, how the year plays out as far as job goes. Yeah. I heard that May is going to be crazy because I was down, I was, at, I was down at the place where people know things about jobs and told me May was going to be real busy. So maybe after that, who knows, but it's starting, I mean, I'm, I'm working again. So it's starting to come back. I'm around. still trying to go to possibly go to Brazil in May. So, I've kind of like put a lot of stuff on hold. You got to get that fucking passport, man. You got to do it now. I do have the ball rolling. I have that. I say you got to do it now because it could take, you know, could take time. You got to get that started early. I've got the ball rolling. It could take weeks. But it's still down to the actual ticket price. And we have a friend, I think I've mentioned before, we have a friend who works for airlines. So hopefully they will help us. But I think that's, I mean, that's fine for me. I I finished my second review of uh, Time Loader. It's not up on Nintendo World Report yet, but it'll be there eventually. So look out for it but yeah we can uh do you want to talk about the stuff that you did john and then we'll take a break and go to the other stuff uh yeah so i said i beat uh sliced by i also beat castlevania bloodlines yeah that's pretty cool i didn't even know you're playing that yeah i didn't know it either i just beat it all in one day it was really fun (laughs) i was happy Um, that you beat that game i I like bloodlines a lot like i I think that game's really good i i kind of proposed it as an idea on x-pack where we could do like a Castlevania four versus Bloodlines episode because yep. I think I think Bloodlines is better than four, and I like four a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think, think but I think Blood, four too. But I think Bloodlines a little bit better. It's a little bit better. So it's really dark and it's really bloody, which I I, I really like that. Um, it's like surprisingly bloody and gothic for. Are there a literally lines of game. blood? Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's a it, it's like the goriest Castlevania yeah. I think out of all of them, or definitely for the time. Like, like they were really trying to flying, like push that. You know, there's these flying demon things, and you can when you hit them randomly randomly their heads will explode and so it's like and it's 
gushing blood spraying blood um yeah it's it's uh, awesome. uh it's funny because it plays like like the nes castlevania games but then it's just like dark and gory and oh wow this is what they were trying to portray back in the nes era there's also a different character in there that controls differently like because you have the the character with the pole so you have the whip and then like you have spear. the non-whip yeah yep. the spear guy yeah, so i, I tell what you, you probably use save states right or the oh absolutely that's the other thing about this game it is rewind hard it is really hard i forgot about the rewind honestly so i'm just save stating the whole time um and i was using my genesis controller that was the other reason that i got into it because well, i think you can't the rewind controller oh yeah um, can't rewind right because it doesn't have lr it's got the mode button so I, right. I i did i did not even try because i forgot about rewind but the mode button oh if you hold it it might great. do it yeah. yeah maybe if you hold it yeah 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 the genesis controller was the reason why i picked this game back up just because i don't know i picked it up and i was holding it i was like i was recognized for the first time in a while that wait this actually is like a pretty um i don't want to say revolutionary but a nice evolution uh of a controller it's like they they picked up the NES controller and just kind of filled it out and said, how can we make this actually ergonomic? I think it's the first controller that actually took ergonomics into consideration because it actually fits the curve of your hand. There's a ridge underneath where you kind of rest your middle fingers. Uh, The buttons are nice and big and all within the reach of your thumb. Yeah, it's a great controller. Um, It's a, it was the reason that I decided to start playing Castlevania this weekend. And I sat through it. I sat down and played it all the way through three hours beat the game like i said with much help from the safe states because that game is really really hard is it pretty linear uh, yeah it's linear yep castlevania 4 is really linear even though it makes you feel like you're in a map or whatever it's, mm. it's the same sort of thing it's it's like that regular classic castlevania where like you lots of stairs yeah you basically go from one thing to another to another you know like yeah it's that. not a castlevania or not a not not a metroidvania i meant to say yeah i just really i, I had a great time with it and anybody who's got NSO looking for a great game to play, that's one I would recommend. I really wanted to just play like a really like a like a real quote unquote video game. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. beating bosses, memorizing patterns, that kind of thing. Uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I and I, I beat it in like around three hours, and you said you did the same. So yeah, it was about three hours. Around yeah, I saw the there, end of it, but it was at the beginning of uh, Symphony of the Night because I posted. Um, I posted it to uh, it's or I, it's on YouTube. Like there's there's a YouTube of me of me beating the game. So on, on YouTube, so you can check that out. After that, I went on to play Shinobi Three because I wanted to play more just like classic video games. And so that one was just as, as fun. I haven't beat that one yet, but it's really challenging, and it's a uh, it's a good time. I intend to play through the rest of it as well. I game I like that game, but it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard for sure. Do you feel Messenger vibes, or is that still more Ninja Gaiden to you? Uh, Messenger is still more nin- Ninja Gaiden. I don't really f- feel like they took anything from from Shinobi. Shinobi is like you know the sprites are much bigger and, and feels more like a it's, it's more of a beat 'em up, whereas the Messenger is not a beat 'em up. Yeah, neither is yeah. Ninja Gaiden's more of a running gun. It's a much it's a much yeah. different game than uh, than Ninja Gaiden, but it's fun. I, I like it. It's got some really cool stuff in it. It's and it's weird. It's got plenty of weird shit in it. Oh yeah, I'm fighting a big alien boss right now who looks kind of like imagine one of those Mars Attacks guys like on steroids, like a huge mm-hmm. giant Mars Attacks guy, uh, and you can see his brain and his veins and throbbing and all that stuff. Uh, he's really tough, so I'm stuck on him right now. But the game is constantly fun, uh, never boring, and yeah, I'm gonna beat it. Yeah, I think I, I think I played it on NSO not that long ago, but it, it was cool. I mean, it, I, I played it. I played it a bunch of times. Like I played it on uh, you know all the different things that it was released for. I bought it. I think even like on Wii U or Wii or whatever, you know, so, but it, but it's, it's a good game. 
it's cool. That's it for me. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's it for stuff that we've been playing for right now. So why don't we take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about Jeremy's stuff, and of course, do our Mario Kart ranking and talk about the new courses. So stay tuned for that. In this world, you've got to be strong. You've got to fight to keep your spirit Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. And uh, give us our Elden Ring update, Jeremy. Hi, it's uh, Jeremy's weekly Elden Ring update. I don't know why I said it that way, but it was fun. I just play it a lot. It's mostly what I play all the time. It's my game as a service, in a sense. I remember hearing John talk about Hitman a lot. This is kind of my... I've said it before, but I'll say this is my This is my Hitman 3. I actually beat a couple more bosses this week. Not any of the like the main ones, because I just decided, you know, fuck it. Like I grinded for a while. Now I'm going to go explore. 
I'm going to go grind in a different way. I'm going to open up the map. I'm going to get a bunch more locations. I'm going to find stuff and make little notes as far as like markers on the map, you know, kind of like folders, uh, reminding me where I want to go back to later, when maybe when I'm stronger or maybe when I'm not as, I don't know, maybe when I'm less anxious and a, a more stressful area, I can handle it like at certain times. Like so for some reason between like two and four, or like an ideal time for me to play like really stressful games and I can just kind of like chill my way through it. Um, so, but anyway, I went around and I like beat a couple more bosses, like mini bosses, I'd say they they all regenerate, but I just wanted to kind of explore and found a bunch of new gear, found a bunch of new ashes of war, which are, you know, how you upgrade your weapons and your uh, armor, give them certain, like, uh, certain attributes, blah, 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 et cetera, buffs, debuffs, whatever. Cause it's like a plus, you know, it's a give and a take in some regards. If you make something really strong, you're going to lose somewhere else, this, that, and the other. Anyway, I'm not saying anything anyone who's played an RPG doesn't already know, but um, I just went around. I tried to find stuff. And to be honest, it was kind of freeing for me to just kind of finally be like, you know what? I don't care if I ever beat this game. I'm just going to go around. I'm going to like clean all the meat off the bones I've already exposed. You know, I'm going to eat all these ribs. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to do it as I go. So yeah, I just got more into side questy type stuff and um, just sort of like surveying my area and getting into more of a strategic method of trying to find like catacombs because it turns out I need catacombs to find the upgrades I need for my spirits, which are basically my familiars. And then I also need the catacombs for that's a place where you find a lot of your smithing stones that you use to uh, make your weapons and armor stronger. Well, I guess smithing stones are just your weapons for the most part, but um, that's really all I did this week. And I, I only leveled up. I'm at like level, see, I think I was at level 50 last week. I'm at level like 60 something. So I have put on some levels for sure, but I also just have been kind of spending my runes on buying new gear, new armor, and just trying to kind of like collect everything. And I think the game, I'm just kind of tightening everything up, you know, now that I know what I'm doing. So uh, yeah, that's basically what I did this weekend. Uh, I opened up a shit ton of the map, went down, found this whole like uh, underground, like ant colony kind of thing, but they shoot acid at you and stuff. And and then you get a little further in and you find this like ruined, like giant, like it kind of looks like the Parthenon or something. And it's got these giant statues. And one of them, you know, is like, it looks kind of like a, almost like a, uh, who's the goddess of the ocean? Why am I blanking on it? Poseidon, there we go. Looks kind of like Poseidon on both sides, but on the on one side, his head's like broken off and it's fallen down on the ground. And it's like just huge, lots of huge, like dismembered heads in this game. I love it. And uh, there's like these crazy zombie type skeleton type bad guys that have saber swords that'll kill the fuck out of you because there's like probably like 70 or 80 of them down there and i went through a few times and just tried to farm it for experience but they're too strong for me so i snuck through oh and something i gotta talk about that i got this week i got the mimic cloak i kind of got it on accident i didn't realize i didn't even know i was going to get it but i guess it's not necessarily a rare item, but it just, it really, it's a fun item. And it essentially lets you turn into an object that you're near. So it's kind of like a, an, a, an evolved version of snake getting under the box. So just but you can increasing get under, that. Get under what's next to you pretty much. Well, kind of. So like if I'm in a that, place where there's a bunch of corpses laying around, yeah. yeah, I'll become like a corpse on the ground. And then I can just kind of like move along. And it's kind of like if you played a 3D game where you can place 3D assets around it, they kind of float around, you move them. That's essentially how it moves. It doesn't have like real world physics. It just kind of like slides along the ground, but it'll be like a coffin or an urn 
or a, a zombie or a statue. Or it's just, it kind of changes depending on the area you are, what objects you're near. But I totally like have snuck my way through like these huge packs of enemies. It was, it's really fun. I really like the Mimic Cloak. I've been using that a lot. And uh, one fun thing is to use the Mimic Cloak and like try to power up your familiars and then they do all the dirty work for you. And you're just like, sitting over there like he 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 and you just won't do anything i'm, just I'm on the not ground. really a jar i'm a human i am the tarnished uh so i'm having fun with this it's great uh i decided i was going to try just for fun to put it on my old computer the one i'm using right now actually this computer is probably from like 2015 i bought it in 2016 and i've never really upgraded other than putting the elgato and giving it some like bluetooth functionality and stuff but nothing's too serious and uh, i was like let's see if elden ring can run on this why not and that involved a whole lot of cleaning off my hard drives which was its own, which is its own thing and found some cool like old nintendo main videos in the process so that was kind of cool but uh just cleaned off my hard drive kind of like organized it a little bit did my own kind of folders and uh, made room for elden ring because it's like you need like 50 something gigs free to install it but you know, I could install it for free because I bought it for Steam, and uh, it runs fine. Yeah. Except nice. the li- the lighting's really fucked. <laughs> the game itself is totally playable as long as you just ignore the fact that the lighting makes absolutely no sense. Like there's just weird shadows that pop around everywhere. They're kind of shaped in weird like cubicle shapes, and then also all the torches and stuff. The light will be like askew from it, like three feet up 45 degrees off to the right it's hard to explain but just imagine if all the flames in the world shifted a little bit but everything else stayed in the same place like that's just kind of how the lighting effects are fucked up in it and i went in and i changed all the settings to like the lowest possible settings on everything including the lighting including like uh shaders and shadows and dynamic blah blah this and that and the other and i can't fix that so unless there's like a patch I might try to play it a little bit because it's nice to play it on the big screen and not on the laptop screen, but I don't know. That that lighting thing kind of takes you out of the experience. So that's all I have to say about Elden Ring this week. It's cool. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I figured out how to play better. My play style is very different now, actually. I use my sword a lot more because I figured out how to level it up properly and how to give it attributes properly. And um, I actually bought or I beat a mini boss and that mini boss's sword just happened to be really, really nice. So I've just been focusing on leveling that one up. And now I can go up to some of the bad guys that used to give me a lot of trouble at the beginning of the game. And I can one shot them with a single charge sword attack. And it feels so good. I was like, fuck you. You used to like make me lose all my runes. Now I just like walk up and I'm like, Whoosh, you're dead. Be like, hey, hey, remember me? But here's a good, here's a great segue. Speaking of using a sword to chop something in half, I played Beat Saber for the first time yesterday. Woohoo! I thought I thought you were going to talk about. It. I thought you were going to talk about one of the characters from Chocobo Racing, but you don't have them unlocked yet, so or well, you wouldn't. But Beat Saber. Okay, you, well, first did... off, I want to explain why I said eight bit Dover time. I've just used my eight bit dough. I cooked it up to my current PC, my laptop. It hooks up to my both of my or my phone and my old phone, and it just it works on everything. And all I gotta do is like slide that switch around. That thing's possibly the best controller ever made. It's pretty good, actually. I was, uh, I mean, this is kind of saying, I mean, we'll get to this, but I, I've been playing every single Mario Kart that ever existed. Well, the main ones, not not tour or whatever. But uh, I've been, I, I played every every of the eight main Mario Karts, and I played a Wii again, one of my least favorites. But I, I was playing it with my Pro Controller, with the Pro Controller that came with Monster Hunter, the black one, mm-hmm. with the handles, which I really liked. It's exactly the same as the 8-Bit Doe. It's the same. That's where 8-Bit Doe got its design, was from the Pro Controller. With the Pro Controller Part 2 that has the uh, 
handles on the bottom. But I was going to take a picture of it and post it on Twitter. They're the exact same fucking controller because it's a Super Nintendo controller with two analog sticks on it and two and two triggers. It's like it's it's obviously where they got their idea because it's the exact same thing. Because the because the the classic controller was my original favorite controller because it's Super Nintendo with analog sticks. Mm-hmm. This one just has handles. Also, I was take a picture of them right next to each other because you if you looked really quick you wouldn't notice which one was which. But except for it doesn't have the click, it doesn't have the analog click. That's the only difference and and motion. But it's obvious that it was. They got some inspiration from that, so there you go. Oh, without a doubt, Nintendo's always been. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, they're 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 the ones who've innovated controllers the most, without a doubt. That's easily backed up by facts. Um, but yeah, Beat Saber. Oh my god, I fucking love it. Uh, Where'd you play it at? So I played it. At, we went to our friend's house. Uh, it's a person that um, Shauna does uh, derby with. She's on the same team and uh, they had practice last week and we're talking afterwards and, and they were like, you can come over and play video games if you want. Cause I'm sure John, that's her husband would appreciate it. He's super cool. Dude loves video games. I go over there. He's playing mine, modded Minecraft and their kids playing Roblox. And they're like talking back and forth about these models that they want to put in a blender. Like it was, it was cute. They're, they're cool. But uh, they just had like, you know, techie video gamey stuff all over the place. 3d printers. I could talk forever about this place. It's, it's a, it's like a geeky workshop wonderland. Like he was showing me, he made, he 3d printed like a Devo hat, like the whole Devo hat. I was going to say, did, did he show, did she, he show it to you working? Cause I still don't believe that 3d printers are real. I don't get it. No, that it can. Yeah, I've never actually seen it. It's work. some, it's but some star, it's some star Trek shit, items. man. It's, it's like creating like coffee out of nothing. A, a Venus de Milo. They, a small Venus de Milo statue that I was like, wow, that like it was crazily detailed. And you can do multiple colors now. I didn't even know that, which yeah. I yep. guess it always makes sense, but you can a- have it autom- automatically do that, like switch between colors, a filament so that you can do different. I don't know. It's it's fascinating. But anyway, that's not what I meant to talk about. I meant to talk about they have an Oculus too. And one of the first things I asked John, I was like, uh, Sorry, John, this is probably confusing. <laughs> I was like, how do you feel about having to use Facebook to use it? Because I always kind of thought that was kind of bullshit. I didn't really want to like link my Facebook account to it. He's like, oh, I just created a Facebook at- account called Oculus Adventures. I was like, they're not going to ban something called Oculus Adventures. So I just use that. I was like, wow. Smart. He just like, he's like, yeah, I'll just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't even think like make it, make a dummy Facebook account. Duh. And of course, he covered all his bases with being like, yeah, it's going to be called Oculus Adventures. Why are they going to, what are they going to do? Be like, thanks for the promotion. But anyway, I loved it. It's what did you play? so cool. And all I've really played, all I really played was Beat Saber. But, but what's, I mean, what uh, song? Like, what's the, what are, you, what are your, what song did you Honestly, play it's kind of like DDR in the sense that I don't really know most of the songs. I, I thought they were actual songs. Even if you kind of know them, they're, they're yeah. super duper remixed and made into something different completely, just like a DDR. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely some Skrillex stuff on there. He had his own folder because I think you can download, like, there's a Billie Eilish one, there's like a, a Lady Gaga one, you know, like people are definitely treating it like a guitar hero in that regard. Yeah, I figured it was like a guitar right. hero where you could get whatever. So like, yeah, you there could probably Skrillex. play like so through the fire of the flames tracks, or something which, through that. You know, not everyone loves Skrillex, whatever. This, that, and the other. I don't care. I like a couple of their tracks, but I don't think they're great. But um, they're great for Beat Saber. Damn, those those are some <laughs> some of the most fun tracks I played. Were the Skrillex ones? In fact, they did a track with uh, Fortet, which is a band I really like. So it's like a Skrillex Fortet Fortet mashup, and that was one of the more fun ones I played. But I can't remember what it was called. But um, yeah, it was 
each little category had like eight or nine songs in it that were like i guess you kind of had packs you buy at the at the outset and then eventually you uh get the like actual like artists or whatever that came out more recently and i guess they've been adding new like gameplay mechanics in the newer packs that you download which is both annoying and exhilarating is kind of what i was told because what i was watching them play one cool thing about the oculus it's entirely like self-contained that's cool the controllers feel great i felt like the screen was actually like really good quality have you tried an oculus 2 john um no not an oculus 2 but you've probably well, you've played higher like you've played like high range VR sets back at your job. Yeah, so you, I played. You, have, um, you definitely have something to compare it to, like that image quality. Like it was really high quality. Yeah. I was super impressed with how like they talk about the screen door effect and stuff. Like I definitely noticed a little bit there, but it was actually kind of comforting because I'm like because one another cool thing about the Oculus too is you just d- d- double tap the the side of it and then. You, you get like a it turns into like wireframing you can see the room around you in black and white mm. and it kind of renders the whole room around you and you can look down and and if you hold down the uh this depressed button on the right stick it resets it, that's your recalibration button that puts so you where, where you're supposed to be yeah anyway it was just really cool and I, I i learned like i picked up on it really quick i was happy with how quickly i picked up on beat saber and just i was loving it i i didn't want to put it down you know i wanted everybody else to be able to play too because everybody wanted to play like their kid both of them and then sean and myself so kind of passing it around and then oh and it casted the chromecast yeah say it's on the tv it's too right because i because i know yeah, that so we a can lot all of watch those, yeah we're, that's the best way to do it because otherwise people look really fucking stupid with the uh, vr helmets <laughs> on you need to at least see what they're doing so they can look half stupid little the bit only less. thing that's gave, you know, the one thing i noticed that was annoying about the cast okay a it's delayed which why wouldn't it be that's fine i don't no no harm no foul you're not it won't mess you up because you're wearing the helmet exactly but how it will mess you up is if you have it casting with sound because that's also then it's going to kind of marble and that can fuck up your right because you really do like you get into the zone in that game like any music game like at first i'm like this is fun you know and like it feels cool like being in that 3d space with these crazy long lightsabers and uh and they're just kind of rolling towards you typical music game fashion on this like platform and then there's like weird architecture like moving around in the background but it's totally ornamental yeah all this stuff's flying at you and eventually you have to like kind of dodge walls too while you're doing it which i think you do through how you tilt your head um and then sometimes they'll do these crossovers where it's coming at you and then the right and the left will switch at the last second you gotta cross your arms over when you do your slice and it's all different angles all eight directions i guess and it's super addictive like i I wanted an oculus like i immediately started looking online like how much are these things and between two and three i, I saw them it's at not target too bad when i was at target it's last not year. too bad I and i can make a dummy account and yeah. but i don't think i'm going to do it anytime soon but maybe by by next year or something i'll get one of these like i also thought it'd be kind of cool if the new one came out and then this one got cheaper and then i could buy a used one for even cheaper or something but i was super impressed and man just add this to my music game repertoire like i love music games and it's to get like totally like blown away by one it's been a while yeah i was always hoping that you would get a shot at it because i don't love music games i wanted to hear your your opinion i'm glad to glad to hear you loved it oh i loved it it's and it's like it's new but it's familiar at the same time and that's the best kind of evolution of a game style because everything feels very natural with the gestures you're doing and you have really really solid visual feedback of the gestures you're making so it becomes like you're really like hanging out in this like warehouse just doing this little interpretive dance and and it's fun yeah and it actually made me sweat yeah 
of all the VR games that I play, that's that's the one that I still I'm like, yeah, I wish I could play that again. That may be super hot, but uh, it's, it's very addictive. And I super hot's more... also on uh, Oculus. Wait, did you get a chance at that one? Did I didn't. I don't think they had it. But uh, okay. what another cool thing about the Oculus, which I didn't know, or maybe I knew, but I hadn't looked it up, is that you can sync it with your Steam account. So any mm-hmm. games on Steam that are VR capable, you can play. Of course, your computer is hosting it, and then it's streaming it to the headset. So you do run the risk of lag that could be extremely disorienting if you have any sort of like breakup in your connect your internet connection but it'd also be fun to try with some more basic games i think that you might get for cheaper or you can actually put mods on them and stuff if you're playing them in steam but, but you can't vr on elden ring probably not i don't think there's a vr version but i imagine <laughs> they'll do it eventually. they freaky everywhere from everything being dead that's what it sounds like yeah i saw a couple of those of, of those oculus is just hanging out on target but they had no prices on them I was like, how much is this shit? But yeah, it didn't say. I'm waiting for, yeah, I need, this is another one of those things that just be like a windfall scenario. I'm not, I'm not going to obsess over owning it. Like it was cool. It was a novel experience, but as far as like, is playing Beat Saber worth 300 bucks? And then the detrimental actions that'll incur on other things in my life right now. Well, you need a VR room. It's fun though. (laughs) You got to make a room like completely, you know, safe. You don't need that. It's very... That game was extremely safe. Like you need some space, but like your living room, I mean, it's like handle it, Trey. It's like playing Wii without being able to see whether you're hitting anybody with a Wii motor. Well, here's the thing with the pass through, (laughs) it um, it shows you exactly where your feet need to be. Yeah, and when you use the pass through combined with that, you know your environment. So you get that, and it'll it'll give you like then it also with external optical or their cameras. What I just call them that (laughs) their cameras. They determine the like dimensions of the room and where hazards are and stuff. So I so, don't know if there's like a so it shows you warning whether you'll hit. Well, I yeah. mean, I guess if there were, I don't know if there are people around or whatever. But it will make it to where you have to like recenter your view or whatever because it'll it won't allow you to automatically use that. And then right. also, I did like get smacked a couple times as a as an observer, but I feel like that was my fault. I don't think humans count. Like if you get smacked because someone's playing VR, that's your fault. Yeah, because it, it wouldn't, I would say it wouldn't read you, I wouldn't think, but whatever. Especially if they're casting it, like, you know, they're in the zone, like, yeah. you can watch that zone, but don't, like, get up in their space, because they're going to smack you. You need to be, get sensors for your pets. They make those now, so when Do you're they? playing VR, you put it on your pet, and then it will know, you'll see something walking by. Oh, they have cats, and the cat, there was one cat that would just, like, sit on the floor and just stare up at whoever was playing <laughs> Beat Saber, and just, like, be totally in the way. But there's no leg movement movement in that game. Like you can keep your feet completely yeah, you're flat not where they are, as long as it's within like you know the general area of the the phantom feet that you use to calibrate. Then um, you're fine. Everything's just coming at you, and you're just moving your arms and your head. Really, you can kind of lean, and that I think that makes it more like of an exercise kind of game. But as far as I know, you can kind of just like crane your head to the left or the right to avoid the walls. I guess down as well, like you probably do need to crouch. So it's got a bit of that uh, ring fit feel. Cool. But yeah, that's it for me. Well, hold on. I just want to know. It, it'll be quick, but just tell me about your experience with the uh, Chocobo Racing Light. I was disappointed with the story mode because I thought there would be more than just like two horses. 
Oh yeah, it's 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 basically the tutorial. That's all they give you, and and the tutorial sucks too because the tutorial is fucking annoying. It's really weird the way because you have to like press it in the right way, but it doesn't register right. And yeah, if you that, don't that do it in sucks. the right way, it'll yeah. just be like you fail the tutorial, and then it'll like play yeah. out for like another five or ten seconds, and then it'll restart. Yeah, at the very beginning again, it's like here's how you accelerate. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, God damn it! I almost <laughs> just rage quit during that but i got through it eventually and then once i was actually playing the levels hey you know what it's a solid kart racer i'll tell you that it feels like it's a fine solid kart racer like the actual the 64 player online is cool and i've still i've still been playing it whenever whenever i have a chance it's a great podcast game like if i just want to like zone out and just and just race for a while i've been playing even though i've been playing a lot of the mario karts i'm still i'm still rocking chocobo I even put it in my games of 2022 contenders, even though I don't think it'll actually make it there. But I put it in there anyway, because I really enjoy it. So there you go. I guess I did only play the story mode. I didn't play the other stuff. So I didn't fully complete my promise, but I did give it a try. I played it. And as I said before, it's it's a solid racer. It's got a more, what did you call it? Tighter, a tighter drifting mechanic yeah it's, it's much, like you it's, lock into that position it's much tighter than, than, than uh, mario yeah. kart will feel really loose after you play that for a while it's basically like you Which lock fine, into it whatever, and yeah. then you're just controlling yourself in the drip position but you can also directly whereas in mario kart you're like kind of like always counter steering because your drift is totally fucking the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing the the, the idea in chocobo gp is they want you to be able to take 90 degree angles because there are like levels that are that have 90 degree mm-hmm. angle turns so they want you to be able to like turn really really quick like and that's the idea like you can really really cut into it and like just do a really quick you know like a uh, speed boost over and over again and you'll get to when you get to alexandria like one of those versions has like really really tight turns and you have to know how to do the drift right to make it through otherwise you'll hit the wall and it'll slow you down and all that but it, it's worth trying out the GP mode mode because anything that you unlock like on the free mode will carry on to the regular game if you do ever buy it. So it does save all that stuff for you. So whatever, if you're like doing the Fortnite thing and like making it through the different levels, like whatever you get, you get to keep to the next till when you actually buy it. So I thought that was cool. But let's move on from that to, you know, the Mar- the kart racer on the Nintendo Switch. The Mario Kart Booster Pass is out now. We um, got four, or I'm sorry, eight new tracks. Eight new tracks, Ooh. but uh, yep. a lot of uh, the discourse on the internet is uh, people are not happy with it, and I'm kind of not happy with it too. In some in some parts, it's it here's def- what I'm going to say. It, it definitely does nah. not. It definitely does not stand. It can't stand next to the original Mario Kart Eight tracks because it's it's just not the detail isn't there. Like the textures aren't there. Like I, I feel like it's kind of like what uh. It's like Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, like uh, where they where they have the other company do it. That's not Game Freak. It's like not the actual Nintendo uh, Mario Kart developers. Exactly. They hired like some uh, college kids to put it together or something like that. Fan hacks, almost. Yeah, I mean, it felt kind of it felt like less. Even regardless, there was a. I mean, I really like Ninja Hideaway. Like that was my favorite too, track favorite out of the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't even really like. Yeah, I thought about ranking them. I know you wanted me to trade, but I was just like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, of... I'm not going to make an ultimate ranking, but we are going to have an ultimate ranking of the regular eight games. Yeah, fine with that. But uh, yeah, Ninja Hideaway was cool. I'll say uh, we could just talk it... about our favorites. Like my my favorite was Ninja Hideaway because what I like about it is there's like so many alternate ways that you can go. And it's and that and, and I felt like that was kind of the future of Mario Kart. Like I feel like Mario Kart Night's gonna be like that. The actual yeah, Mario it's Kart. It's cool 9. having multiple levels to the level. I think there was like what three or four different uh levels that you could you could there, go on. There's a bunch of different pathways, and even like when you finish a finish a lap, you can jump up to the top 
that you wouldn't weren't at before and continue there. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a lot of it, like probably 80% of the whole thing is accessible. Like there's some parts that you can fall into where you get restarted, but a lot of it is like you'll fall down to another level or another level or whatever. And, or there's where you're on a lower level and you can jump up to a higher level. I like how you can traverse through the different things. And I thought that was really, really cool. Like I was really impressed with it. Like how there's like you turn and you see the big stairs and you go up the stairs, but then you can go around also and stay on the bottom. And then there's the, like the spikes that come down around you. I mean, it. Act, I mean, it's a Mario Kart tour level and it made me kind of want to try Mario Kart tour, even though I don't want to play on my phone and I don't have enough space to download it anyway, probably. Isn't it officially a Wario course? Yeah. Cause there's a uh, onions everywhere or garlic garlic everywhere and, and yeah. the nose and all that stuff but but it's from mario kart tour so that made me like kind of want to try the game again because i barely played it i was just like this sucks it doesn't feel like mario kart i don't want to play this but yeah but no, i mean I that that was my like number one game i i, I liked like the i like the revisualization of choco mountain because i thought choco mountain kind of i've kind of gotten to the two. point where i think most of the 64 ones kind of look like shit because they haven't really aged that well so i was it was nice to see it again in a better in like a better light and there is a Choco st- Mountain was not one of the more yeah. Like I mean, they tried to make it visually impressive and have the big and boulders that, yeah. and stuff, yeah. but yeah, you're basically like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like a reference to obviously to the Choco games from the Choco levels from uh, the original Mario Kart that were from the yeah Super Nintendo Mario. I just yeah. uh, I I never yeah. I didn't like playing it on 64 and and I do like playing it now on the Mario Kart 8. So I feel like that's brought something around. And uh, and there's a Star Wars Episode 1 reference maybe in the in that level. I don't know if you caught it, but there's when you go when you're going through and it's kind of like cut through the side of the mountain, there's like yeah. the the fish there's the fish uh, skeleton with another fish skeleton inside of it. You know, oh, yeah. there's always a bigger fish from episode one. Huh. I mean, that's got to be know. it, right? Like, <laughs> that's what I thought of is where the fish eats the other fish in the in the dreaded uh, Phantom Menace Star Wars. But I was like, oh, I was like, maybe. I don't know. That's what I thought of when I saw it. But I thought it was a nice little reference in there. Uh, Coconut Mall, which was actually a, a level that I really liked on the Wii. Mm. Um, I'm kind of pissed that the cars don't move anymore. Did you notice that? Like in the parking lot, it they, like they just it sit definitely there. It seemed like it got some stuff got nerfed. Yeah, and I, I recall yeah. there being more than a two cars. Were there like there were three? Cars, there were there were three cars, and they were parking. Like they were going back and forth. Yeah, and there were also there was also speed boosts. Like where the car goes to, so the co- yeah. car goes back and forth over the speed boost. But now there's two, and they're shy guys instead of me's, and they don't move. So no, I was kind of like, because I really very lazy. I really like coconut a coconut mall, and but I was I felt disappointed that the cars don't move anymore. I kind of liked how they were moving. That add an extra piece yeah, I was of uh, I don't know thing to it. But uh, I I, pe- I played through all of these all of these new races in, in 200 CC, which I don't normally play as. And they're really easy to do because there's not a whole lot of places to wipe out at. And I like 200 CC. It makes me feel like it's an F zero game. So I don't think, is there any, uh, gravity mechanics in this at all? No, there isn't. And that was my other thing. Thanks for reminding me of that. I put that on Twitter. Uh, my secret belief and hope is that they took out all of the anti-gravity stuff because they're secretly thinking about, Re-release, you know, releasing a new F Zero or re-releasing GX, like I was saying earlier. So I hope that maybe they're nerfing the anti-grav stuff because they thought that maybe they had an idea for a new F Zero thing or something. So, because yeah, there is no anti-gravity at well, all. That is a very strange way to do it, but okay. Well, that might also just be because none of these levels are. I mean, yeah, but but there were levels that were in Mario Kart Eight that didn't have that either, but they added it anyway. They had Game Boy Advance okay. levels that were two D that they mm-hmm. added anti grav uh, to, so it's like they made it work. Like they put it in everything, whether it was there or not. So you know, right? No, yeah. they this feels very phoned in. I 
know if that's a very cliche thing to say, but the the fact that the texture, I don't know. I, I don't want to just be complaining over here. I it's guess a, I was just like, whatever. Round one should have had at least one showpiece, and yeah, that should have been the ninja one, but even that one just kind of, eh. I like ninja. I mean, the ninja was the one it's that cool, I actually really liked, just like, because of the different yeah. ways that you can go, but visually, it doesn't mm. look as good as Mario Kart 8 ever did, you know, which is a shame, because Mario Kart 8 isn't even a Switch game. It's a Wii U game that was ported, mm. and it looked incredible on Wii U. And now that we're actually getting new stuff finally that isn't just battle mode, it's just not, you know, it's not there. It was, it was kind of like a flash in the pan. But this is only the beginning of it. We're going to get 48 races, and this is just the first eight. So, you know, hopefully they'll maybe they'll up it after it that, to like, you know. Yeah, change the resolution or something. And they could. I don't I know. I don't know. Like, ultimately, when you're playing it, you don't notice all that crap as much. And I, I do realize that. But I guess nothing about the tracks themselves, like, stood out to me, like, Maybe like think about like uh what's it was it on the original DS when you went through like the cannon on that one level and it shot you all the way to the top and then you went back down. I mean there like, was a bunch I of cannon, just- there was a bunch of cannon levels on DS. That's why DS is the best one that's not Mario Kart eight, but we'll get to that later. Well yeah, I'm just talking like mechanics like that that are like a little bit of a wow factor, a little bit of like let's just throw a little bit of glitz on here. Think of like sixty four where you're jumping down in uh the DK jungle one or whatever it is where you like jump across and there's that riverboat going and you jump over it like that's the stuff you remember and and nothing really jumped out at me that i remembered yeah i mean these courses one one thing that was cool about coconut coconut mall is uh if you look around at the stores there are a lot of advertisements for levels that are to come later there's like dino dino park there's a poster for that there's a daisy cruiser poster also uh there's there's a store that says uh was it super marine world but but spelled with the same font as super mario world i thought that was cute like with like with the dolphin guy and all that but it does really bum me out that the cars don't move but whatever i thought sky garden was okay another cloud thing whatever uh shroom ridge DS game, lots of turns and stuff. The the good thing about these new levels is that Jess and I have actually been hitting Mario Kart like almost every day, so that's cool. We we we've been playing it a lot now, like with the additional carts, so we got it back in the main rotation, so that's good. I always liked Shrewbridge. Something about this version of it didn't feel right, but maybe maybe it's just like I'm misremembering it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was fine. Sky Garden, though, I'll give you that. That's a good one. That's definitely what, better that than, the game, than the Game, game Boy, Boy Advance, Advance ones. I mean, it's much mm-hmm. better than the Game Boy Advance one because it's got those like the jumpy leaves and stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. My least favorites were Paris Promenade and Tokyo Blur, just because I don't like seeing Mario in real world locations. I think that is <laughs> stupid. But that's another thing, John, that we've talked about before about like uh, Super Mario Odyssey and how the characters yep. are huge. Have you yep. noticed that like they have those like scooters that are parked in Paris where like your little cart guy is like this big and the scooters like this big and it's like did they get bigger than they were in New Donk City? <laughs> like like these people are huge. Like seriously, you you take up like a quarter of the size Either of this of this park scooter prequel. that they have in in uh in Paris <laughs> and I'm like even though I watched some videos of people and apparently people love the Paris one. I don't know why, but I mean, it's cool that it changes. I, I changes like the direction every time, but they definitely weren't my favorites. Uh, the only reason I like Tokyo is I was there and it reminds me of Tokyo kind of. It, it, there's like mm-hmm. that Mario ter- store that says like Mario gear or whatever. kind of looks like Labby where I bought the Mega Drive Mini. So it's reminds me of Tokyo kind of, but not really. So I, I think the worst one is Toad Circuit though. There's like nothing cool about it at all. Like it's 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 just a circle. That's like all it is. There's nothing neat at all. Like there's no personality to that course. 
it's just an eight, and there's toad balloons. That's that's all you got. I don't know that that was my least favorite out of all of them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe that. that's more commentary on the nature of toad. Well, I mean, it's like it's like the Mar- you know the Mario circuits and the Luigi circuits are normally pretty or like starter ones. You know, they're like pretty quick. Like let's figure out how to play this game. Like early shit. You know, so that's kind of what that is. But I I looked at a list of like games of like uh, courses that were never remade for anything. I found it really weird that uh, Wario Stadium has never been brought back in, into any of the new Mario Kart games. Not even out. not even Mario Kart Tour. It hasn't been brought wow. into anything. Well, there's Waluigi Stadium and there's Wario Coliseum, but those are new levels. Like Wario ne- Stadium is uh, my favorite. They never brought Mario back Stadium again, so I thought that was weird. Also, uh, we talked about this, but uh, you know, like the Woohoo Woohoo Island or whatever the fuck it was called. Mm-hmm. There's there's two levels that are really really good in Mario Kart Seven: uh, Maku Maku Woohoo and Woohoo Loop, and those are never brought anything into anything either. Like they never redid Ooh. those once again, and they're really good. <laughs> like uh, like the Woohoo ones are my favorite ones, where it's like it's not like three of the same tracks. Like it it starts at the bottom at the top and stops at the bottom where you change a track every time you get to a next. Like those are my favorites. Like you know like Wario Mountain, like that type of thing where it's all like one thing. It's like it's like Cruise and Blast, you know, where it's beginning to end and it's not. Like, like they were really, really good on on four on seven. Not to mention two of my favorite ones, like you were talking about the canon ones, Waluigi Pinball and Airship Fortress, which were actually were yeah, were redone in uh, Mario Kart Seven. But they should be they should be brought back for especially while I think I personally think Waluigi Pinball is the best racetrack on Mario Kart. Period. That's my favorite racetrack ever because I love I love pinball. It's got the giant fucking balls and the bumpers and. And yeah, you go into the spring thing and you get shot back. It's it's so cool. Like it's so good. It's so so good. I mean, that's why, like I said, why DS was like my favorite game for so long. Before it's the only good thing Waluigi's ever done. I mean, the Waluigi has great. Like I said, Waluigi Waluigi Island was a great island on Mario Kart Three or Mario Party Three was awesome. But yeah, why don't we? Do you want to? Let's get to our ranking, our official ranking. Sure. That we have. So what we did is we haven't done this before, but I basically everybody submitted their own top eights. I actually, you know, I went back and I listened to our original Mario Kart episodes. We actually have two. It's a Nintendo main 67 and 68, and I listened to both of them, and they're both pretty great. I listened to them while I was playing Mario Kart Double Dash on my tube TV, which is great. I I realized, I was telling Jeremy in the break, I just realized that I have this wonderful tube tv here that's awesome and i've actually been playing a lot of it i've been playing gx and and uh mario kart super circuit and and i've been playing a lot of gamecube games on it and it's great and it's just you just hit a button it just starts right up in like two seconds it's great you don't gotta worry about menus and folders and all that shit and i had a dream about it the other night even where i was working on a job and i brought my tv and a 64 with me instead of a ds and (laughs) and of course i lost it because i'm bringing a tv around but yeah no it was it was fun but i was listening to it I listened to 67 was when we went through all of the Mario Kart games and then 68, we did our ranking and I wanted to listen to our ranking again, just so, cause I thought I was doing it different this time. I wanted to make sure I want to know what I had before, but, but this is our ranking as a whole. And you can comment about, you know, where yours were and, and on the game and all that stuff. But uh, easily Mario Kart eight, of course, is our number one game together. Mario Kart eight is great. 
Uh, it's the most fun to play. It has like the best levels. Like it's got online. It's on Switch. It looked looked amazing before the booster pass stuff. Whatever you know. Uh, so it got twenty four points because all of us gave it eight points as putting it as our number one game. But interestingly, Mario Kart sixty four got the number two spot. Not for me. I actually gave it a lower ranking this time because you know what? I don't think it's that fun to play anymore because I feel like it's kind of clunky. Like the like the whole the, I still love it. the drift mechanics still of it. it too are clunky compared to the newer Mario Kart games that are out. I actually just great, noticed that now... That 64 controller? Oh. Well, now now right. with, the, with the Nintendo Switch Online, it's not as fun for me anymore. So, which is which sucks, because it was one of my favorites. The impact that... I was also taking into consideration the impact that it, that it had. And of all the Mario Karts, this, is, this seems like one that was transformational. You had the multiplayer, four-player novelty of the N64, and this was one of the great first great multiplayer games on the N64. It came that that game came out. What, what did we decide? March of ninety seven. Uh, it was the beginning 97. of ninety seven. Yeah, just after the release, a couple months after the release, this was the game that really proved the concept of why why the N sixty four had to have four controller ports. And so I, for that reason, I rated it really really high. And it still is fun to play today. I think. I just yeah, it's probably me leading it to nostalgia, and we can get into that. I mean, you, I mean, you never, you never do that ever, do you? That was, that was me. Being sarcastic. Uh, I just, I don't know. I've got certain games that are comfort food. You guys know what they are. I talk about them all the damn time. Sixty four is one of those. <laughs> Mario Kart sixty four is a game that do. I yeah, I play that game to chill me the hell out. Like it's, I throw it in, throw on one fifty, and um, do mirror mode or whatever. I just like for whatever reason, it's it just like it. I get into like a Zen when I play that one versus all the others. I, I kind of get it with eight, you know, I do like eight better, but eight's just got, it's throwing enough new stuff at me where I'm still not quite at that level. And do I think I'm like an expert? Even though 64? it's been out for eight years. <laughs> I mean, it, it right, is like nostalgia it, level, I think, Mark but it's still is. not second nature. I haven't put as much time into it as I have. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, don't get me wrong. I love Mario Kart 64. That was my very first Mario Kart that I ever loved because I hated the Super Nintendo one. But but I mean, it's a uh, I don't know. I, it just didn't click for me as much now. Now that I played so much of the newer ones, I was my new list is I was trying to rank it on playability, like what I enjoy playing the most mm-hmm. as far as like control. And I don't like the 64 control as much as the ones that there are so many mm-hmm. ones after that that have done it so much better. And just recently, when it was re-released, I did, I just did not enjoy, enjoy it as much, so I had it later. But that doesn't matter because both of you had it higher, and that's why it's number. And two. I, hey, I like the sixty-four controls, so that's fine. But that's why it's number two collectively on a show, so it doesn't matter. But what, uh, but what made me actually kind of happy, and I thought was kind of cool, is that we have Mario Kart DS and Mario Kart Seven tied for number three. Which um, my personal my personal favorite Mario Kart mm-hmm. of all time that is not Mario Kart Eight is Mario Kart DS because. Mario Kart DS, DS, holy shit! That game was so fucking good. It was the only one that had mission mode where you could, where there were boss yeah. battles. There was like so many different cool shit that you could do that no other Mario Kart ever did. And they basically took the took MK or what was it DK Mountain, which was the best racer in Double Dash, and made like an entire game around that, based around the spectacle. Like almost every level has a cannon that you shoot out of, and then you mm-hmm. do a crazy thing. And 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 we actually talked about this in our episode sixty-seven, and this is what Jeremy said, the quote directly, was that Mario Kart DS, even though it was a handheld, it felt like a console game because it was that damn good. And uh, yeah, I love that game so much. I love it so much that I've played through it twice on the DS and on the Wii U because I love playing it on the TV. And I realized there was a lot of shit that I hadn't done on the Wii U, so I played a ton of it the other night. Like, was it 
last mm-hmm. week or last weekend or whatever. I've been playing a shit ton of that because it's great. It's so good. It looks. It I look, love how it looks, looks great. It plays great, and it was also the last game that had like the back and forth grinding. You know, like where you go da da da, and it was uh, it, snaking. Yeah, yep. or snake or whatever you want to call it. Because it was the first one that had online play. Other as than well, yeah. First, yeah, first online play pipe, also. Yeah. yeah. Was it Nintendo's first online game, or just the first one that we all remember because it was that great? I mean, it had to have been up there. I thought it was the first one on DS that had online because I'm pretty sure that was pre Prime Hunters, pre uh, Pokemon, mm-hmm. which which all had. I'm pretty sure. I would almost bet on it that it was the first online game, online multiplayer it's game. The first, it was it's a big the reason deal. I bought a DS. Because we talked about it in that episode as well in 67. Mm-hmm. Jeremy and I talked about like, you know, playing it online with each other and how we'd have to like call people and get their like friend number and all that shit. And about my friend Justin Howard, who like I played an interview with him, air guitar champion, whatever, <laughs> how he found like $300 on the floor of Estelle's and ended up buying a DS with it and like Mario Kart. And it became like this thing where we were all playing the game. And it was a big thing. Like it was a big like event for me and for my friends and all that stuff when it came out and i still remember uh sitting in like random apartments that weren't my own and just scanning the wi-fi and trying to find one that was free so i could play online mario kart ds and i still have that song like running through my head that it plays like while you're looking for the wi-fi and sometimes it works even though you don't and this was like i don't even know it's like early 2000s like where you could find wi-fi that was locked and all that stuff. yeah so i remember going to mcdonald's to check out that sweet uh deal they had with mcdonald's uh-huh yeah. Nintendo Wi-Fi connection at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about it. Well, I, I never went, but I thought about doing it. I was like, well, because I could do DS online there. But no. Yeah, Mario Kart DS. Ah, that game is so good. And fucking uh, uh, Dry Bones is in there, too, which is my favorite race. Trey so, just did Chef's Kiss. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't do the whatever because I'd have to cut it out later. But yeah. Uh, oh, Rob the Robot. Rob the Robot came back. He did, yeah. Days. Rob the Robot was in there. But I, I thought DS was just like, because we'll talk about it later, I guess, when we get to Double Dash. But Double Dash was kind of like the episode one of uh, Mario Kart games, where it disappointed yeah. a lot of people when it came out, because they did so much different and weird with the two characters, no more jumping. The, the drifting colors for the grind is like different. Like that still fucks they me up trying risks. to play it now, where like it's blue like instead of red. nine to me. <laughs> which is an eight fuck fan fran robel but uh no i mean it's yeah it's an eight he just had to just be a dick and just take it whatever i i like that i like double dash i do like double dash but like from what from the from the way that people that talked about double dash i felt like ds was basically like we're gonna blow this to the fucking moon and they did like they made this incredible game and they also like i think originally i said that they were the ones who started the classic races but they weren't the ones who started it was the fucking game boy advance which i'd like mm-hmm. i don't know how i like didn't even say that but no the game boy advance started yeah. it and they kind of they built on that as a portable thing and they're like well why don't we bring back stuff from other games that came before and then it was carried into the consoles like they which started totally blew my mind they started yeah, shit that you know, they started shit that carried on after that, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I will I will fight forever for Mario Kart DS. Like, I think that game is fucking brilliant. It has some of the best racetracks, like, in the whole... Like I said, Waluigi Pinball is the best one of all time, I think. So, I will, I will fight forever for that game, because I think it's so fucking good. That is... That 3DS aesthetic, like, that the 3D... Or, I'm sorry, the 3D DS aesthetic. Like, the way it handled 3D and the kind of, like... And the polygons, in between, yeah. It was between, like ps1 and 64 something about the way those polygons look is just like very particular to that like pixelated polygons yeah well it was because of like a a nice look yeah it kind of looks yeah it kind of looks like the early 3d of like playstation one 
But like mm. the amount of polygons that they had in there, I don't think the 64 could actually do like versus what the DS did. But yeah, no, it's it just looks it looks beautiful. Uh, you can get it for like it was the first time get it for like ten dollars on Wii U. Uh, buy it carts right because they were sprites in Mario's Kart 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, they were, sp- but then they were polygons and Double Dash before this, and then it was oh, that's right, because DS yeah, was DS was the sequel yeah. to Double Dash. Where Double Dash was kind of weird, and some people thought it was off-putting, but DS was like, "All right, we're gonna put the pedal to the metal here," and I feel like they did, and I felt like they just, I felt, I felt like all the races were good, like they just like nailed it big time. It's like here, this is what it is, and it's fucking fantastic. So I love DS, and uh, my well, my number three, and also well, they tied, but I thought it was great that Mario Kart Seven got respect because. I kind of threw Mario Kart 7 under the bus on our original ranking. I was like, I don't remember it. But now I've actually fell in love with it again because it's it's the Mario Kart 8 before Mario Kart 8. It introduced yeah. the flying and, and the underwater. And there's some really fucking cool levels in Mario Kart 7. And That's they, the reason I bought a 3DS. Yeah. And, and they also took some of the best levels from DS and like put them in 7 and made them look better. So like Waluigi Pinball and Air Force Fortress are both in there and they look fucking fantastic. And the 3D, I still use the 3D on there because it's so immersive and it looks so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It brings it really brings you into it. Like that was the only 3D that I think I was really just like, wow, this is great. Like was the was the Mario Kart 7 one. I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. So, I mean, I I fight Absolutely for Absolutely a system yeah. seller. Me too. I mean, that, cases. that was the main reason I got a 3DS cuz 7 came out because I love Mario Kart. I'm like, I got to get it. I, I got to get it. Got to get it. 3DS when we were hanging out and I played Mario Kart 7 and I'm like, I got to get a 3DS, which I'd had you one briefly, get it, yeah. but it was before Mario Kart came out and I just didn't care for it back then. But I still I still play Mario Kart 7. I mean, I, I played all of these games this year. I this week, I played every single one of them. So, I've definitely gone from one to another and mario kart 7 is a fucking blast to play like i was really enjoying it even toad circuit looks better on that one than it does on on a on eight because it's 3d at least makes those balloons look a little bit better um i was i was afraid because a couple of you put mario kart wii higher than i thought it should be put it's actually i really dislike mario kart wii it's not one of my favorites at all and and actually but it's probably the best selling right yeah but that doesn't mean anything no mario kart I mean, no, people eight, play a lot eight, for eight shitty movies. <laughs> I, yep. mean, I think for me, Wii is, it got up as high as it did because it was Mario Kart at its most mainstream. I mean, besides now, but like everybody mm-hmm. was playing Mario Kart Wii and we God, all had those so, wheels. It looks so like, ugly though. Like I, I just played it. But it was a blast. It was I, a blast. I just played it recently and it has this like awful like shine on everything where everything kind of makes, looks like it's made out of glass. I hate I hate the art design so much. That, that was an game. aesthetic around that time. But it sucks. No, it was yeah. an aesthetic to try mm-hmm. to convince people that the Wii had good graphics mm-hmm. going against like the PS3 and the Xbox 360 and all that. And it's just it, I, I don't I don't like it at all. It like it's like it has like gold dust is on everything and it's all like porcelain and ugh. Well, looks, if you think about like, so like stupid. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, the way that that looks, that had that similar shine too. It's just like they took no, that but no, but that looks no version of it. Su- new right, Super but, Mario but Brothers Wii didn't look like, like they were. Look, like they were glass like could, they didn't look like they're little glass figures moving around like these look like they're fucking made out of glass they did not right. have they that had, shine that, on there the new super mario brothers we had like a very plastic cooker cut cookie cutter kind of look and i think mario kart Wii has the exact same thing but the reason that I, I i disagree on that I, I i rated it as high as i did is it's just it's my most played mario kart game honestly sure. i think it's probably I, low quality textures that they're hiding that's the answer to it probably yeah probably, yeah no no um, i mean they wanted to try to make it like i said it came out later in the wii cycle when mm. 
there were much better looking games on other systems and they wanted to try to hide it as best as they could. So they put the sort of shine on it. Mm-hmm. So, but I, yeah, it's, and, and also it has the worst or the, the absolute worst cheap computer ever. Like I almost b- broke a controller over this game. Like this has the worst rubber banding of any of the Mario Kart games. Like they will, I'm sure you've seen, yes. there's a video that's been, that has become like, that, that like became viral of somebody trying to finish DK Mountain the where they get hit by 20 games. fucking things yeah. before they hit, before they like make it and they go from like first place to 12th place. This is an iconic video that is like, there's the DK Mountain, which was reused in that one from the Double Dash one. That's from the Wii game because the Wii game was that fucking shitty to you. Like the single, this was the worst, had the worst like artificial intelligence uh, rubber banding of all of them. It sucks. Like if you're playing 150cc, you're going to get so much shit thrown at you like that it's not fun. I so I mean, that, that was that was a big thing. I mean, I got everything on it too, but I broke a controller in it because it was so fucking frustrating. I actually played most of it with the wheel too. Me too. Yeah, I hated the wheel. I hated the wheel as well. Absolutely convinced that was what I should do because that was the future. Well, I said it in our original covering of it, but uh, I bought it from uh, Blockbuster because it was not available anywhere. So I just rented it, and it was at the time where Blockbuster would just charge you the entirety we of the, the game if you if you didn't bring it back. So I rented it, and I drew and I drew the cover on the front because it did not have a picture on it, and I drew I basically drew it in ink of like with Mario and Luigi there floating around with the wheels. So I I, I was fortunate enough to not get the shitty wheels with it. But one of my roommates actually left his wheel here, so I do have a shitty wheel now, which is just a oh, plastic really? thing that you put a thing in there. But I never played I it with it. I never played it with it because I, I wanted to play it anymore. right. I mean, I would have gotten even more pissed because it was never as accurate as playing with a wave bird or playing with a controller. It would be fun to controller. do, like, let's say two-player versus wheel, you know? Like, let's get it, let's do something fun like that. Four-player, we all have to use the wheel. Let's uh, handicap That's both different. of us. Let's make, well, exactly. make it Let's, harder for both of us. Yeah. But I got pretty good with the wheel. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, it was pretty well done. I, I will I will give them that it's the one where they introduced the bikes. They did that. So there you go. And it felt also, like it was the, the first mecha- one, the first console Mario Kart Wii to go online. And that's another reason why I played it as much as I did. I thought that was great. Mario Kart online on my TV. Let's go. What about how cool it was that it would just automatically sense what controller you were using and just change it? Like, that was pretty damn cool. Oh, yeah. Like, in a GameCube controller, it would just work. Or you're using the Pro, or you're using the, the Nunchuck and the Wiimote, or you're just playing the Wiimote sideways or whatever. Like, it knows. They, they also cool. had they had some really weird um I think this is the only Mario Kart that has Funky Kong in there as a racer so I support yeah. that that's cool so bring, this one bring has Funky, Funky Kong mode. back so yeah that that was like I was like oh he's in there also I forgot to mention that Seven has some really weird racers too like Queen Bee's in there from Mario Kart hmm. Galaxy so, or from Super Mario Galaxy which I'm like okay that's weird we one has whatever. one of my favorite levels too is which is Maple Treeway I think that's a great level the one where you're driving along the tree trunks. That's from Galaxy, right? I like the levels. Uh, no, I think that was just made for that. I mean, but I mean, yeah, no, I do, I do like that. I do like that level. Um, and I and I and I am excited to play it whenever it comes to Mario Kart Eight. But it was just, uh, yeah, the 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 rubber banding in there really killed me, and I don't like the art style of it. The, but the levels are cool. Like I said, I liked Coconut Mall a lot. It was better on the Wii than it was on Mario Kart uh, Eight. So you know, and also and and. And to give it credit, 
I said it before, it was the cusp of me greatness because if you played as a me all of the char- all of the characters that were in the in the races turned into me's so yep. where mario and luigi were they became your friends and i thought that was really cool for anybody who for some reason bought mario kart but maybe didn't care about mario characters you could play john's raceway or whatever you know like all of a sudden daisy would become jeremy or something like that you know it would randomly choose one of your me's daisy's ultimate dream. to represent the characters and i thought that was really cool so yeah and then there's still some good levels in there that they haven't brought over so I'd like to see that. It was just, it was a, a mixture of the uh, casualness and also the meanness of the, of the uh, CPU in there. And also like that, that fucking uh, storm cloud, fuck that item. That item sucks. I'm glad, I'm glad that it lived. I'm glad that it was born and died with the Wii one. They never brought it anywhere else after that. So I'm for that. Get rid of that stupid thing. Cause if you ever play two players, it's basically a storm cloud that if you don't like touch somebody else in time, it will shock you and you'll become small. Oh, it's like a potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, it was only in that game. They realized it was shitty and got rid of it. Was it a <laughs> special item? That. Or wait, no, never mind. It wasn't. It All was the items were mind. the same on that. Yes. Speaking mind. of things that lived and died in one game, Mario Kart Double Dash. Playing well, as two characters right? in one cart. Well, but but you also have to remember that there are a lot of things brought into Double Dash that continued on to other things, like getting different carts that you could use, other than the regular mm-hmm. generic cart that you got from 64 and the ones before. They started that. And also, they, they did the um, character-specific items, which a lot of those became mainstay items after that, like the bombs, like the fire like the fire flowers, or the fire thing, which is in, uh, you know, 8 Deluxe now. And also the uh, chain chomp that you could do with the, with the young yeah. uh, Louis and Mario that basically became the uh, the bullet train it's like the same thing except with a different graphic on it so there was a lot of shit that started in Double Dash that continued to other things and speaking of things that were awesome in Double Dash that never continued to anything else why don't we have a fucking all cup mode I love that mode where you get to play all the races in one sitting can we fucking do that can we be can we be psychos or like whatever and just like play the 48 uh, races of Mario Kart 8 in one sitting? I want to do it. Why not? Let's do that. Let's be psychos. And they're going to do it and be they're going to do it after they release the final DLC. So so we'll do like nine, 96 courses, yeah. 96 races at once. Yeah. And then people will stream well, it on Twitch and it'll be great. I, I put, like two I mean, weeks of Mario Kart straight. My, my original ranking, I put Mario Listen Kart. Listen to Nintendo main <laughs> starting in episode one while you do it. I mean, that's what I was doing. I was listening to episode 60, 67 and 68 and playing Double Dash. But, uh, I mean, I originally put Double Dash at my number three. I think now it's at, uh, I moved it. Now now it was at, like, um, number four now. I just took it down a little bit. But I still love that game. Like, it, it's actually been the one I've played the most out of all of these in the past week has been Double Dash. Because Double Dash. I know for a fact my list changed. I just don't great. remember my old list. Well, also, well, because my my old memory card got corrupted, so I had to like re unlock all the stuff that I had before in Double Dash. So I'm actually playing through the game again, and unlocking all the stuff, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's great. <laughs> it's a great. It's game. a beautiful game. I like, like the way, like the, I said, I like the weirdness of it. Imagine it's almost twenty years old, and it, <laughs> yeah. it looks great. It's a fucking weird ass game, and I enjoy its weirdness. It's it's fun. And and I still really want Mushroom City to be remade for something. It never was. That was the one. It's kind of like the Ninja one, actually, way before the Ninja one, where there's a bunch of different pathways and they all take you to the same thing, but you got to find like the quicker way to do it. So yeah, Mushroom City was awesome. Like that was that's one of my favorites from that. Not to mention DK Mountain, of course, which was glorious. 
when, when it came out. But yeah, Double Dash is it's weird. It's a weird game, but I love it. And I when you're trying to like switch from Double Dash to eight and jump from one to another, you know, you kind of forget that you like you know you want to switch your characters back and forth, but you still can't do that. Especially because eight they give you the two, but you can't switch between them. But you could in the other one. I don't know. Double Dash was fun to me. I enjoyed it. But that was uh that was at what whatever number this is number six I think on our yeah. list. And uh, the only reason that Super Mario Kart is above Super Circuit is because of Jeremy's high ranking of it. You wow. Had, you had it higher than anybody else. Actually, John and I both put it like almost dead last in our lists because... Well, put it second to last. Because, uh, you know, uh, well, I was originally going to put Super Circuit last, but I actually moved it because Super Circuit is, is more fun to play than than the Super Nintendo one because it controls better and it doesn't have the cheapness in there where we mentioned this before, but where, where the characters have this specific item to themselves and they always have the item where like Donkey Kong will like almost always have this secret move that you can't actually have if you played as Donkey Kong. Just bananas. It's, it's bananas. very cheap. Like the, the Super Nintendo game is incredibly cheap on the single player and they thankfully they fixed that. And not to mention the Game Boy Advance one was the first time that they did classic courses. They brought back all of the Super Nintendo ones with better control because the Game Boy Advance one controls much better than the Super Nintendo one does. So, do they bring back all the Super Nintendo ones? They did. They brought all of them back. I forgot it was all of them. It was Including a whole battle it, mode, or no? It was the same. I I don't know. I don't play battle mode. That's uh, <laughs> the I never play battle mode on there, so I don't know. But it but you get the same amount of. So what was there like sixteen courses? You get like another. You get the same amount of original courses in the original in the you you flip it you hit a button and it flips and it has the same amount and you can play them in Grand Prix and all that and it and it combined it combined the uh, the sixty four sprites with the Super Nintendo one so it had like the the way the characters looked in sixty four but it was on the Super Nintendo level and you know I, I give Game Boy Advance a little bit more but like John was saying in your list uh, the two D Mario's yeah they aren't that much fun to play. You know, like they've, like I said, like kind of how 64 has become to me now. It's not as fun because it's not as, it's not as fluid to play as the other ones. So I still just have great memories of number one, playing that as a kid, going over to my friend's house. I never, I never liked that game. (laughs) I I didn't, I I didn't really play it though. I played it a lot. I never enjoyed the, um, I didn't really enjoy the racing because my friend was always better at it than me. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about drifting and all that stuff, but playing the battle mode we had a great time with that um that's what kind of made me fall in love with battle mode root for battle mode every i never played mario kart afterward i never played the battle mode on the super nintendo one because i never played it until it was on virtual console and nobody played it with me yeah so i mean at that point it was worthless but yeah yeah i I, I definitely i I was i was in the f-zero world at that time i mean super mario kart never had i mean the soundtrack is decent on super mario kart but it doesn't hold a candle to the f-zero soundtrack i think i'm being very holistic with my list and i'm like if i was if all versions of me were here we're hanging out and we were like we're at a table and we were talking about our <laughs> ranking. This is this would have been my list because I, it just was a very formative game. I mean, not only was it the first Mario Kart, but it was the first like racing game I ever remember playing where I could compete with a friend and race. Like I know there was NES games and stuff that were like that, but um, it was the first time where it really just felt like, holy crap, we're actually in this 3D space and we're like whipping around each other and we're throwing stuff at each other. And it was exhilarating. And it was like, you know, it was a formative thing for me as far as like, I never thought I liked racing games. And then now I'm like, oh, wait, it, they just never made a good racing game that I liked. Or, you know, they never made the right kind of racing game until now. And so it just established me as a Mario Kart fan. And I have to put it up high for that reason. 
And I would agree going back to it now, it's not as fun to play without a doubt. It's, it kind of feels like you're just scooting along. I don't know. It just, you just see the limitations and how they worked within them, but it feels so much less exciting now. And that's good, I guess, but I have to still give this game a lot of credit. I mean, the soundtrack alone is just batshit. And I love that. I do like the soundtrack, even though I like F-Zero soundtrack better, but that's, I mean, F-Zero SNES is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. So that's, but that I just remember even as a kid, like, cause we rented that like right before I went to church camp. I remember. I remember being at church camp and like they would like blow whistles and stuff. I just remember being like, "This reminds me of Mario Kart." I wish <laughs> I was at home playing Mario Kart, like because there's all these like weird whistle sounds and stuff in the in this in the tracks and like for whatever reason, it just some kid. Yeah, I mean, I I think there were turtles. We were throwing <laughs> like rocks at bats, but I'm not proud of that. I didn't hit a bat, but I just wish I never threw a rock at a bat. Oh yeah, but um, that's all right. We won't. <laughs> it didn't hit a bat, but I wish I had never just even. I wish I'd never even tried. I was a kid, but it didn't. But no, I was thinking about Mario Kart and it stuck with me and I thought about it when I wasn't playing it. And that's a mark of a good game for me as a kid when I'm like doodling Mario sitting on my version of a race car or whatever and thinking (laughs) about it at school. So, yeah, that's why it's important to me. And my brother and I played it together and it was fun because we would just try to break the game or we would, you know, we, we just experimented with it we were, we didn't just straight up race each other all the time yeah and soya oka also did the soundtrack for pilot wings which is also excellent so mm-hmm. yeah they are both great but yeah that's our mario kart ranking got a little passionate there but <laughs> but no and to quote jeremy again in our 67th episode is that all of the mario karts are great and even though they are at the beginning or the end of the list they are still awesome and you would still want to play all of them so that's how i say uh, about that. i don't count well, we didn't we didn't throw it on the list, but yeah, definitely not a tour. Well, and, uh, tour doesn't also, count. I'm saying for the eight actual ones, yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah. a shit about the other. Tour ones. counts. I also, don't Nintendo. really tour think is that Mario I, Kart Nine, according to them. No, it's not. I know. I know for a fact that I ranked. I do remember it was somewhat controversial between the two of us at the time how high I ranked Super Circuit originally. You did put it pretty high. I I regret that. I regret that. In our original ranking, you put double dash at last place which made me sad but well now it's second to last and (laughs) the game boy advance one's last and that's where it always should have been and hell no i don't want to go back and play that that's my revised version of the end of what i said sure i I will acknowledge trey's you know factoid that he that he said about how it was the first one to have classic courses even more so that it had all of the previous games courses that's pretty cool i'll give it some kudos for that but uh otherwise that's a shit game and, Especially uh, since when I really was playing it, I w- had no backlight, no side light, whatever. Download play, and I had no light. We played we played it multiplayer download play. That was like the first download play I ever played, also, which is kind of cool. That's true. Yeah, I played that at the camp I worked at with the kids. You could only be. Uh, we played it together when I lived with Bethany for a month, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you could only be like shy guy or or Yoshi, or was it just Yoshi? Mm-hmm. There's a just colored Yoshi. I don't know. I think it was just different colors of Yoshi. Yeah. I remember playing it and I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I'd never seen a download play before. But yeah. um, Yeah. Mario Kart. But uh, we should wrap this up. But I just want to say one thing, Jeremy. Um, Rune Factory 5. It's out this week and it's been not, not been reviewed great on a bunch of different things. What do you think? You were very much into it. Are you still into it? <sighs> Here's the thing. I don't want to. I think it's one of those games kind of like uh, Mar- Like it's not like Mario Party, but it's a it's a game like Mario Party where you're on one side of the fence or the other on if you even want to play this kind of game. So that initially determines how you're going to feel about it. I think from the get go, whether you care to admit it or not, you're like, I don't want to. I 
can't believe they assigned me to review Mario Party. Fuck, I fucking hate these games. Uh-huh. Gets a six for me. Hopefully they wouldn't do that with the reviewer. I think, what didn't I, Jen, give it like an eight? Uh, I Jen, gave it a six. I Jen gave Rune Factory a six. It was oh, Reb. that's right, but it that was, was Reb. Re- that was Reb. I trust yeah. Reb. Um, well, and also um, uh, the Nintendo World Report, they gave it like a five. I, I read. Their, I definitely. Re- I definitely. I read their review, but uh, but I mean, even more so than them, I I, I, I do trust Reb. Um, I will say that I'm going to keep an eye on the eShop sales, but I yeah. still have four. I haven't touched for weeks, probably over a month at this point. I've got something that's consuming me. I already yeah. own. I don't have to spend money on. And I am thinking about getting a certain game still, even though I had gone back and forth about whether or not I would get it. So are you talking about curbs? I'm talking about curbs. That's the other one too. So, so, uh, I'm I'm not trying to throw Rune Factory under the bus. I actually watched a Fuchsia. I'm not either. Fuchsia did a stream of it, and I actually watched it while I was editing our, uh, you know, our expansion pack episode. And I, I'm I'm still I'm super into it. Like I do want to get it. I'm just afraid of. I'm into it having like so it's fully 3D, right? Yeah, I, I'm just wondering how because yes, there there is like some frame drops and stuff which really don't bother me. But I'm wondering like how unresponsive it is like on the controls and stuff like that. And I know Fuchsia played a little bit. And Fuchsia is actually the plan is that she's going to come on next week and talk to us about it so that, that was the plan she wanted some more time i was trying to get her on this week but probably better because we did it later but but she said she needed a little bit more time so we we're gonna so we we're gonna talk next week about it you know hopefully unless something falls through or whatever but that's the plan but uh she seemed to be liking it like uh, i thought her stream was pretty good and you know it just seems like that perfect game for me like i like the i like the farming and the like exploring thing on top of it and i think the character designs look really cool like and what's cool for you jeremy because you have rune factory 4 uh there's actually specific characters from rune factory 4 that will come into 5 if you had it before and i think that's really cool like there's two what is it like doug and margaret like come into 5 from 4 if you have a save so that's cool like that makes me wish i had 4 you know because you wait doug and marge yeah, they 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 they. I don't uh, know them. I'm just kidding. Okay. I, anyway, th- there's characters from I four that, enough of it. that migrate into five because you have a save, and I think that's really cool. Like that's a good like DLC, whatever. And I, you know, I I think it looks really fun from what I watched of it. It's it's kind of like it's a shame that it's kind of chugging on the frame rate and the and the like the fighting is a little bit non-responsive. If I get patched, that might help. But I'm I'm kind of on the uh, fence. Also, yeah, I'm on the fence between I'm... that and Kirby. Because they come out right next to each other, so I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm kind of. Yeah, I would definitely pick the Kirby over that at this point, point. and the big reason being that I still have a lot to do in Stardew if I want to keep playing. But sure. I also have Rune Factory Four. I barely scratched the surface, and so I've got my sim game covered as far as what I want to go to, and then of course I've got this other media thing I've been playing, and then yeah, if I get Kirby, I'm fine. I don't yeah. need it yet, but I do want to play it at some point. I do at least want to give it a try. So eventually, I will buy. Rune Factory 5. I want to see... In spite of whatever the reviews are. I've seen a lot of people, like, you know, going back and forth, being like, oh, well, the game in itself is fun, so you can forgive. Apparently, a lot of people are saying it's, like, the best of the Rune Factory games, I guess, but it still has its own whatever problems. But I feel like a lot of people are also saying, like, you know, just keep playing 4 if you have that. So, I don't know. For me, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be able to buy a new game in a minute until I get paid for wherever the stuff is. So I was like, I'm either going to do that or Kirby. And for Kirby, I want to wait for the uh, how long to beat stuff to come out because I'm afraid that that game's going to be too quick. 
like how some of the other Kirby's are. But John, the fun thing is you'll actually get to experience that through your nephew, and I think you will actually enjoy it from playing that because he's going to get it and you'll play it together. And I think it looks great. I'm just wondering yeah, about that. I'm just wondering about the amount of time. As long as you haven't been through. like being a jerk and doing the chores he's supposed to do to earn the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it for free, not you. No, but th- those are the those are the big uh, debates for me in my mind about games. Plus, there's the Lego Star- Skywalker Saga thing coming out, too. But yeah, I think that's good for our episode. I don't want to go on any longer. We have hit the amount there. But, you know, we had some great discussions about Mario Kart and the new tracks and all that stuff. And if you want to talk, hear us talk about racing games that are not Mario Kart, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And uh, if just for a dollar, you'll get our episode that we did that just came out about games that we want on Switch that are not Mario Kart, that are racing games, plus many other games that we have on there. It's like 30 plus, maybe 50, a bunch of episodes. Plus, if you give it a higher level, you can hear the WRT radio wrap up and see videos early and all that other shit. So there's a bunch of stuff on there. And you can support our podcast that we've done for however many years, like for on the backs of ourselves. So, you know, do that if you like us or something. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's been our episode. If you want to find Jeremy and I on Twitter, we're at I'm nin- at Nintendo underscore domain and Jeremy's at jmaxtech. And you can also find us at youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast. You can find my playthrough of Bloodlines on there, which we talked about earlier. And also um, you can find some stuff on twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. I've been streaming lately because I got busy with uh, reviewing and editing and all that other stuff. So I haven't done it, but I will again soon and all that. I uh, host other fun stuff on there as well, so follow it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Litter. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you late. Eight R. of a segment called it came from the eggment the eggment